Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon or Mutilus on Discord. This is Parker, go by one who parks on Discord. This is Jeremy, uh, go by just Jeremy, and yet again I'm hiring fucking cooks, so hashtag looking for cooks. And this is Aaron, I go by Treffenwood on Discord. We did it, everyone's here, nobody got cut off, we can do the podcast now. <laughs> hashtag looking for cooks. <laughs> hashtag looking for cooks. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, so quick order of business. We have announcements. Um, we do have a Patreon channel. The link is in the notes. Uh, but to more important business, Parker, you, uh, you lost a bet. I suppose in a manner of speaking. Yes. (laughs) I mean, just because you left your money on the table when you left doesn't mean no one could bet for you. Uh, I, I am willing to lose the bet because it was done, uh, with the best of intentions with, with a, my, a beautiful, humble soul. My favorite uh, moment was when there is some point in which Aaron realized that if he won another game, that you would suffer. Yeah. But he chose to continue trying to win over giving you much needed relief from suffering. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 not even a fleeting thought. Yeah. No, okay. Well, you thought about it at least once while we were on the podcast. Well, on the like, yes, earlier. But earlier. you're like, yeah, but I'm not going to intentionally lose a game for Parker. Like, no. like not going to happen. And yep. so I love that about Aaron. <laughs> I, right, I um, listen, listen to the, the post slash post ramble. Okay, yeah. We'll see if you're excited to, to find out the full story. I'm, I'm not gonna immediately after music. Here. You will hear a story. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, so Parker, that's going to put you to 2,600 episodes. How about that? Uh, bonus. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Now that, that, that itchy hair of yours is, uh, mm-hmm. we'll take care of that soon. Mm-hmm. Honestly, with how hot it is right now, you don't want that hair. Uh, it's it's staying. Uh, t- <laughs> it's staying. Not the way I, you're you're playing this game. Yeah. I have rescinded uh, my earlier offer. Parker, I'm going to read down a couple lines here where it says, Parker, uh, 2,500 episodes equals shaved head. Uh, so what I'm going to do, uh, what I'm going to do here, I'm going to be, I'm going to try and be generous here. I'm going to give you another opportunity to get back below 2,500. Before this kicks in, master is a generous fair. master. Yeah, mm. he's, he's very generous. <laughs> very generous. So I'm going to tell you what we'll uh, we'll wait till the next bet to see where you are. Okay, how's that okay. sound? I don't know what that means. We got, but we yeah. got one more. Next time, next time a bet happens, either direction, then then the shaved head goes live. How about that? I don't so like currently, your next I, bet on the on the roster here is. Uh, there will be less than four Wakanda leaders in 2023, but there's also uh, Shocker will not be able to shock people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got a couple bets there. Or you could place a new bet in the, the near future and then have that one basically decided. So anyway, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you some more chances. Okay. I feel like, I feel like that would be. Oh, boy. Give give a betting man more chances. What could happen? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we're going to free negative. roll you on this one. I mean, you still got the episodes, but like we're not going to break your kneecap. Double yet. or nothing. Of yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be a fool. I not feel to try. it's very important to point out that if Parker shaves his head, that doesn't remove the episodes. It's just like a benchmark. No. Yeah, it's just. A, yeah. It's just something <laughs> he that still, has. still has to get rid of them. It's oh, a status oh. symbol. Yeah. Oh, I, I was perfectly aware. Nothing. I know. But I want to make sure the, the listening public was aware of that. Yeah. 
If, if, if somebody breaks your legs for a bad bet, you you have broken legs and still dead. Yeah, they, they don't. They didn't. They weren't nourished by your broken bones. They yeah. just that was like a punishment. Yeah, that was just to remind you you have yet more debt. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, so moving on, uh, we are going to currently playing. Um, anybody got anything they want to share about what they've been playing lately? In the past, I'm still running Cabal. Uh, running a lot of OG Red Skull. With his okay. uh, partners in crime, a uh, bunch of three-point models, a few four-point models. Uh, even been running OG Red Skull with um, Malekith, and it's uh, pretty neat. I got some cool shit going on with that right now, and I'm having fun with it. Mm-hmm. I actually like your list a lot. I'm just not a fan of the missions you chose, but I understand why you chose them. I've regrouped. Oh, have I, you? I, we've regrouped after today. I put some. I put ah. some spicy. I got some spicy stuff happening. I say I had some suggestions if you're looking for stuff, but it sounds like you landed in a new spot. We're getting there. We're we're twisting. We're twisting it tighter and tighter. Nice. So I was also inspired by Jeremy's list, so I'm planning on taking it to Springfield this, uh, <laughs> oh, this coming weekend. And Jeremy and I are both going to play the same list and see who does better with it. I'm so sorry, Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to be good. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll dust off the cabal and I'll also play. Cabal oh Jesus we'll Christ! The invasion. <laughs> just it's, everyone goes. This out. is like when everybody showed up with Thanos. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is a, on on the subject though. So I just got done listening to the Musecast where like Nigel fucking hates people who run away with shit, right? So like he thinks that all web warriors mm-hmm. and Avengers players are like the the devil. Um, uh-huh. and he 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 would he would like to lose but just fight. So I don't know. Is it better to bring? a fighty list that you think is going to do really well, like a Malekith or a CGR, or like a WebWare list or, a, you know, Avengers list is just going to run away, with, run away with shit. Like, what's the worst? Is there a difference in the level of degenerateness between those two lists when you show up to mm. a, a non-local tournament? A small non-local well, tournament like this. Okay, can I share with you how I look at it? Yeah, I asked what, a question. Yeah, so whatever will upset my opponent the most is what I'm going to do. So against <laughs> Nigel, even if I'm playing Cabal, I'll just run away with the points because it'll get him upset and then he'll play badly because he's upset. Uh, but against somebody who wants to fight me, like still running away. Uh, against somebody who doesn't care if I run away, I'll just like fight him and run away. Like I don't know, I'll find a way. Zemo moves forward, picks up a point, then yeah. immediately charges backwards. Charge, steel <laughs> rush, back up, double move. Like got it. Like... <laughs> But I'm I'm just curious, honestly, from from the rest of you. Uh, do, I do, do you think prefer to fight? Do you think a meta would be more disappointed that we all showed up with Web Warriors or that we all showed up with Malkaball? Uh I actually think they'd be more upset if we all showed up with Malkaball. Yeah, but absolutely I think Malkabal. that's not even close. I think that's a misconception because I think Malkaball because of its var- high variance levels of like depending on dice i think it's actually easier to still win from that list so even if it's considered better mm-hmm. which i i don't think it is i think web warriors is better but if even though it's considered better i think it's actually easier to beat because it's less forgiving to a single mistake and it's less reliant on dice variance and so if you were to play let's say 100 games against web warriors 100 games against malcabal I don't. I think Malcabal has a hard ceiling on how many games it can win because it will just have so many games it loses on dice and scenario. It's like, oh look, we accidentally flipped the worst possible scenario at bad point total for me. Like this is not good. 
in the other games where you're just like you just blank out important roles and you lose. So I think if everyone brought web warriors, I think in, in saying what you're saying <laughs> kind of in a different way. Um, if everyone brought web warriors, I think that everyone would have a terrible, miserable time against everyone who brought that. Whereas if everyone brought Malekith, I think people would get to have hero moments on the table. Mm -hmm. And some people, maybe it's one out of four, maybe two out of four, would get to feel like a hero because they Mm -hmm. would get to do some cool shit. Like Mal does whiff and Mal can die. Uh, Web warriors don't ever have to attack. They just fuck you over and leave. And there's really yeah. not a lot your opponent can do about it sometimes. Uh, and you're right. Like, it's a dice thing. Like, that, that sometimes so, it just doesn't matter. I used to get in a lot of arguments with War Machine players back in the day over, like, why specific things never got nerfed. And a lot of the pushback I got from the people that I kind of respected, like the arguments that I wouldn't have a strong pushback for other than, you know, you're wrong, shut up, which is a bad argument, uh, basically comes down to the psychological state your opponent is in while you're beating them. And so the big argument would be, let's say in the web warriors scenario would be that they don't feel they're losing until the game is over because the fact that the score tracker is in a different spot doesn't affect them in the same way of their models dying. And so when you see your models have taken all this damage or have been turned over, have been KO'd completely, it puts you in a different mental state as opposed to, oh, my opponent scored three points. Because there's always that thought in the back of your head, well, if I get a lucky turn and daze like four people, then I'll be back in it. And that's like that's like the glimmer of hope they have. As where when they, like you're down to two models against Mal, you know there's nothing you can do. And so like I always disagreed with that because I put a lot of like I, I try and look at the game. Like I don't care if my models are dead. I care about the odds of winning the game. And so, like, I'll be in those situations. I find it way less fun to play against stuff like Web Warriors because there's less interaction. It's just watching the score tracker move is the entire game. And so it's just all about how you view the game on if you, like, that's what affects you or if watching your models die is what affects you. I I was going to say, I I would say that the answer to the question is in the question, which is, you know, we kind of started it with one person said, I really can't stand playing against web warriors because they run away. And mm-hmm. um, I think what was funny is that when you put web warriors down on the field, like you said, Brandon, everybody goes, Oh, okay, let's go ahead and play. But when you put Malekith down on the field, everybody goes, Oh Jesus. And they cut their balls because they're sure they're about mm-hmm. to get dick punched. <laughs> it's a very different psychological effect. I think player to player. And it's awesome. I wish you could say there's one thing you should do to affect a whole tournament. I feel like I'm contradicting myself, but ban voodoo. see when I see voodoo down, I actually don't care. Oh uh, Jesus! Because voodoo, voodoo can die. <laughs> no, um, I do care when I see web warriors because web warriors actually they have three models that will validate my secures instead of one model that will validate my secures. That's how I feel about it because they have web warriors will have three people on the field that will. If any of them go last, they're invalidating one of my models, and that is very frustrating to play against. When I see Voodoo, I go, oh, that's your one model that can validate people? Well, I'm going to kill him. Um, of course, you can play Voodoo and three other guys like him, but I find that when I play against Web Warriors, I'm immediately on a certain kind of plan, and that is just to kill everybody as fast as possible, and I have to kill everybody as fast as possible. I feel like there's no other, there's no way to beat them at their game. 
But I don't think a lot of people do think that whenever they go against Warp Warriors. I think a lot of people go, oh, a couple spider people, I'll play the game I always play, and that's just not what's going to happen to them. And so they feel like it's going to be more fair when it's not. Yeah, I think it's because they feel they're allowed to play the game as opposed to like watching their... Like, it's, do you believe that your actions, despite it's probably not going to change the outcome of the game, getting to activate your models, all of them, all of the time, mm-hmm. is more fun than watching your models die while being ahead on points. It's like, it's just which of those two things upset you more, being some of your opponent running away with the score or your opponent running away with attrition. It's just like one of them will trigger you more and the other one won't. And it's just entirely up to that person how they, what sets them off for like an unfun experience. Mm-hmm. And so if you've conceded the fact that you're probably going to lose the game from the start, I would imagine that the attrition is worse because then you don't get to activate your models in the ways that you want as we're against web warriors. Like they're always running away from you anyway. So like you don't get to fight them. So either way, you're not really getting your attrition work. You're just not dealing with your models dying. And so I don't know. It's it. My opponent killing my models has never really affected me that much. And so I don't know. Cool. Uh, back to currently playing. Uh, since we last recorded, I've played 20 games with five different affiliations, uh, which is just a fuck ton to keep straight in one's head. And impossible to keep straight in real life in terms of mm-hmm. like I've started writing down tactics cards on a sheet of paper because I yeah. I just can't keep five different lists organized and straight. So um, yeah, but it has been a heck of a lot of fun. So um, I have been playing a new uh, or rather a new list. I've been playing for uh, about a month now, and I kind of made it as a whim. Um, but after playing it a whole bunch, I've really fallen in love with it. However. I actually want to talk about it with you guys, try to figure out, I have some chafe, I have some models in it that I just never find myself playing, and I need to decide, is it because I haven't gotten a situation to play them, and they're really, really useful sometimes, or if I should be using these spaces for something else, because I might encounter something I haven't yet. But uh, it's a criminal list using Modoc the Scientist Supreme, so it's Advanced Idea Mechanics is the name of the list, because that's the name of his list. And it's the core is Modoc. Uh, and then usually the two unaffiliated models, one or both of them are in there, and they are the Blob, um, because of his amazing interaction with MODOK and um, the MODOK sacrifice that he can spend power to give it to somebody else. And then he almost all, I'm almost always playing also with Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, because I found with MODOK he is so difficult to remove. So basically, uh, the idea is Blob, Almost, very, very rarely gets attacked twice, and so he can almost always make use of the once-per-turn defensive ability and then bump people back if they're trying to attack Modoc Between B- Modoc's big base and Blob's medium base, they can both be contesting many different kinds of secures, and I can always be schluffing things from Modoc, who's usually holding extracts also, onto Blob. And so, so far it's worked very well, because Strange just kind of goes and solves problems and hits really, really hard, and then Bodok and Blob do their thing. And then it's just kind of criminals to taste. But um, I'm really, the, the core is such a core, I'm trying to figure out what else I did or should do. My original idea was the only time that Bodok, I think, gets much worse is on D deployments. I think on D scenarios, he gets much worse. His thing that he does works really well is on Bs, it works on I, it works on E... But it does not really work on D's. So I had a Shadowlands Daredevil switch because basically every just I just ran a bunch of 
like rapid fire models in there because a hood's in there already killmonger's in there already bullseye's in there already so i was like okay i'll just put shadowlands daredevil in with two good rapid fire models right now it's punisher and winter soldier but it's not doesn't have to be and so i if i if they made me spread out i would just gang up on them and shoot them a whole bunch because it doesn't really matter i don't need to be you know in a clump with shadowlands daredevil that's fine but i haven't found a way to play shadowlands daredevil or punisher or winter soldier yet and so i'm just what do you do you think that i should just keep it in there because i haven't encountered d's so just keep it in there is that a good idea for d's or should i be thinking something totally different with these three slots i have i mean i don't think you can make a decision until you've tested it yeah i i, I don't think modok 2 works on d's personally I, like I, that's what totally the, yeah that's yeah. that's that's the reason why shadowlands daredevil's there but i would say guys... go convo oh if you have sexy strange in the list already i mm-hmm. personally prefer daredevil when he is able to gang up on people right so i'm not mm-hmm. sure your rapid fire wins one-on-ones if your opponent knows what they're doing and isn't sitting on points so i think i'd lean towards running combo can you post your list in the podcast channel real quick sure like as tech or just the characters really um the only thing wrong with convocation and running convocation is a as a two roster option it's generally difficult to do to accommodate their tactics cards Although I could really slim down the tactics cards I'm taking here because I'm taking I, I the original list has just a whole lot of Modoc cards and even Blood Red and Personal Usurp the Throne because the original version of the list was I wanted to try all the tactics cards to gain you victory points and just mm-hmm. see what happens if I do that and I haven't had an occasion for it yet so much so I'm wondering does it ever occur right like is there ever actually a time when I play Blood Red and Personal um, Modox two cards, um, usurp the throne. Is is there really a situation where I do that and I'm not forcing it, and definitely just losing because I'm trying? Have a you silly gimmick. have you felt that the bonus to victory points makes a noticeable difference in your games? Uh, yes, having the ability to play any one of the cards when I'm taking mm-hmm. either Punisher or Killmonger or well, I'm always taking Modok, but being able to slide in one of the Modok cards has made a difference in games. It has won me games a turn earlier, and and not just win harder. Like uh, it was, it was a good decision to have Usurp or, uh, in the case it was Modox. So I'm just trying to remember. Uh, Simpleton, I'll do it myself. I played once. No, 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 I'm wrong. It's Mind Games. I played Mind Games mm-hmm. once, and Mind Games won because it put him in a Sophie's choice. He could either take damage and daze and lose, or pick the, you know, give me two victory points and lose. So. That was it. The game was over. So mind games actually just closed the book, closed the door on one game. So um, I have found that having all the victor point cards in it does do something. Not all the same time though, but they have actually been useful. The one that I think is the hardest one to pull off is probably Blood Red and Personal. But mm-hmm. if you're playing with Shadowlands Daredevil, it actually should gain you probably two. Maybe just one victory point, but probably two. Right, but my my concern in those situations, like I, I have no doubt that just like the shield leadership, it can get you some points, but you have to have those points be relevant. And with Shadowlands Daredevil, I don't know that they are because right. so often you prioritize attrition over scenario for to such a degree that you're you're generally very far behind to the point where if you do win by getting to sixteen, it's only through complete decimation of your mm-hmm. opponent. 
Uh, at which point it doesn't matter really that you got an extra two points for that tactic right. slot. And I found with MODOK, it's the opposite. Yeah. I tried to play MODOK like Shadowlands Daredevil when I was just going all mm-hmm. in attrition and it didn't work at all. He actually likes okay. like slowly playing the more traditional attrition game where he is. Well, yeah, because he's got to be stuff. contesting to turn on his leadership. Right. So you're fighting in a slightly different way anyway. Right. Um, well, looking at the people here, I don't see how you get uh, Convocation affiliated. Like you'd have to cut probably four models at least. I think the cuttables are, if I wanted to just ditch the, the Shadowlands, it would be Shadowlands, Daredevil, yeah. Punisher, Winter Soldier. The character I didn't mention yet is Venom. He was originally mm-hmm. a test to see who I liked more for the sacrifice target. Yeah. Um, Venom being a sacrifice sounded really good. In actual use, it's probably worse than Blob. Um, yeah, I would guess so. It's probably like, worse than as Blob. Because... Venom's cool as like a, a one-off like sack target, but I don't. Um, that's a lot of threat value sitting in one spot. It's also a lot of have, threat for a non-affiliated member. It, have you tried Super Giant yet? I I I just don't have her painted. Okay. I I think I would, but I just don't have her painted. She's not so. Um, I, it's just I don't have the model available because right, right now the only models I see that you really have that should be included in convocation are Strange and maybe Hood and Modok two. Those are like the only two I see here. And so you'd need to pick up Mordo, probably Magic, um, and then a handful of uh, alternates to, to make affiliated work. Mm-hmm. So. But then the tactics cards for Convocation would be the one that doesn't you'd count have to the leadership. Have books and books. playing a Poldock, probably. Uh-huh. And then beyond that, there's probably two or three more that you could take depending on characters. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And the idea is you. You're excited to play that on D's. I have played a little they bit like of Convocation. They like D's because like spread now. Right. I've played a little bit of Convocation. I don't know if I've actually played them on D's yet. Maybe I've just gotten lucky with deployments and people are winning priority. I've only played them, you know, five times, I think. Interesting idea. I do know Modoc Scientist Supreme is also pretty strong in the faction, too. So I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't need a Convocation four-pointer to feel good about Modoc. Um, he would feel good. Well... It's the issue is like the only affiliated model that you have is strange. It's like you got to get right. two more affiliateds in that are in every single list, which Modok and Wong can be, but that puts you in a points predicament because you're very inflexible on points. Because mm-hmm. you know you're in for ten points affiliated, and then you're just ho- like hobbling to get the rest of your list done. Right. Uh, and I I don't personally think Convocation is very strong in the current meta, but they are fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like Doctor Strange. Sorcerer Supreme in this list is by far the best version of Doctor Strange I've ever felt played. It feels so good. Um, he just puts away things that are way too big, and his his style of usually being only being attacked once per turn means he very very rarely um, is KO'd by an attack. I have I have not seen him flip over his backside yet. He's been damaged a bunch, but never flipped over. He he's really tanky because usually only getting attacking uh, once, and it's not good enough. Well, I, he gets. I can only imagine he gets attacked even less in convocation when you get to place him out of range. But right, yeah, right. Strange, not... strange goes in spurts. Right, it's all about when you get the bad rolls, and that's when he dies. If, until you get the bad rolls, he's basically invincible. But then he'll just explode out of nowhere because he's all based on defense dice. Mm-hmm. So you don't think convocation? I don't think that's the direction I would go with it because um, okay. convocation. I feel like it, it eats up so much of your roster. That I don't know there would be a lot left. Um, 
I think there might be space for it. Like I said, because I literally have never put down Punisher, Winter Soldier. Sure. Or... But, like, the, the we know that the criminal list has some merits, right? Mm-hmm. Like, trying right. to just quick quick blitz people down, it has some merits. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's see. So, you're cutting Venom, because he's not even really used right now. Right. Um, Blob is just better, especially you a, have lot, a lot of point values, too. Killmonger. Hmm. Like, the, the thing I see as an obvious opportunity is to just jam in... Um, a couple replace a couple of your efficiency models with just good generalists, and then you can just throw in Hellfire Club on top of it, and you'd have an easy alternate there that's decent at playing scenario. Mm. And that way, you have yeah. you know, like it's a fairly hard alternate where you're playing a different strategy, but the the models you're taking are probably fairly similar because you can just play whatever you want. And so, if you have like a strong core that you like but don't like like the leadership and the taxes cards in that specific matchup, you know, you can just play an alternate. I like that too. Because a lot of your people are pretty chunky, so they're good at sticking around. The extra healing would be nice, the extra power. A lot of them wanted to stand on points anyway with your current strategy. Mm-hmm. Like, Blob is going to be a pain in the ass to get off the table. Modok's going to be a pain. Strange would probably still be good. But it'd be just small differences. Like, you'd probably trade... Punisher for X twenty three, and then maybe Winter Soldier for Lizard, and then that, then you just trade um, Shadowlands Daredevil for uh, Emma Frost. Mm. Interesting. And then so the rest of the list pretty much stays the same, and you could cut Venom for something different, like Logan, if you wanted, since he's not really important. I haven't been excited to try Hellfire yet. I don't even have my uh, White Queen back yet. I didn't even put her on the short list. Hmm. But you're right. It makes a lot of sense. But yeah, it's really just all about what you want to play. And so I think the missions that you're generally running for those two are not necessarily the same. But the the list that your, um, what is it called, um, criminal list doesn't want to play on, the missions that they don't want to play on, is probably the ones that Hellfire does, I would guess. But it, it, I don't know if it's a complete overlap, but... And again, you can basically play whatever you want. That's just the first thing that comes to my mind mm-hmm. when looking at this. Interesting. So Hellfire, maybe Convocation, maybe. I had to make that work. It'd be harder. More of a square peg round hole. Hellfire is a little bit easier to make it all work. Okay. Jeremy, no opinion? Haven't tried any of these guys? I mean, yeah, I've tried the uh, Modoc 2 before. Um I don't know. I didn't dig him that much. I, I couldn't fairly figure him out. Um, but I think the Hellfire option would be interesting. Uh, you might be able to make something out of that. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I have really loved this list on B. Modok and Blob just can hang with just about anybody else on a B on one side. Just the two of them. They are. They feel so good. Uh, I mean, you really need to try Supergiant at some point. Yeah. It's so silly. Yeah, I believe you. It really is just don't have her yet. Mm-hmm. But every, every time when Blob... <laughs> it's nutty that on a B, because they're base size, Blob and Modok can hold down both on one side and still be within two of each other. It just... As soon as I set it up, every one of my opponents will be like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Beat they're just, two. you know, they're vulnerable to board control, right? What, they just throw one of their... They could be, th- each of them could be thrown, um, 
and Blob can be advanced, but it can't be pushed or thrown by attacks. Yeah, Modoc. there's just a lot of things that throw size threes right now. Like mm-hmm. everything can throw size three. It feels like in the current meta. Right. Oh, it's not like it's not a foolproof plan. Yeah. It's just if, if I know if you wanna if you just wanna go up and fight it, right? If you wanna just I yeah. wanna attack twice. You're like, well, you're attacking once, or you're just giving me the point for free. Mm-hmm. And Modok, I have been very impressed by how much damage he does. Um, he is yeah. much stronger than I thought at first glance. It is not. Uh, it doesn't feel broken. It just feels like a greater than the sum of its parts for sure. Yeah. I'll go back to this. I'll think about it. Cool. Um, for my currently playing, I've just been playing the same webs list I've been tinkering around with. I think I'm at the point where I'm about to start making changes to it. I just have got enough games in. Um, it definitely still feels the work. Um, I do like Mysterio in it, but I rarely ever play him. Um, I also find I don't enjoy playing ASM that much. He feels like... Um, Feels like a very specific piece in very specific missions, and it's the only time you really ever play him. Um, obviously, all the uh, three point affiliateds except for Moon Knight are very good. <laughs> um, I'm excited for Spectacular Spider Man. I think he'll make uh, another fun drop in. Um, but yeah, they're a little boring in, after a while. Obviously, you can get you know better plays with them and stuff, but it just seems like. You pretty much every game you're playing the same four models over and over again because they're just really strong. I always found that uh, Amazing Spider-Man's witty banner is really where the money's at. Like, yeah, yeah, just, he, that's the only reason he's really there is turning, to just make your defense a little better. Turning off wilds is the bitch of it. Mm. I do love playing him with Crimson Dynamo because it is annoying. Yeah, it makes it so impossible. Yeah. And then as soon as they realize there's two bubbles they have to ignore... They almost just give up and move into the middle of it, and then it's just, like, so much worse. <laughs> it's problematic. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Uh, so let's move into our next segment. Um, Aaron, you went to NashCon. Heck yeah. Yeah. Can I can I title the next segment? I have a title for it. Sure, go for it. Um, why timers are useless. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Well, I guess we now Nailed have what it. we're going to talk about first. Nailed it in one. Uh, do we want to have chess clocks be the segment, or do we want to talk about that at a separate time? Uh, let's do separate time. Yeah, it's talk pretty about side Most people already know how we feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't okay. want to... Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to start with general Q&As about the weekend. Sure. Uh, okay. So where am I going to do it? With? Uh, I traveled with Ryan, uh, local, uh, a fabulous human being. Uh, drove to Nashville, took about, I don't know, eight and a half, nine hours. Just talked the whole time. Had a great time. Showed up, went to bed. That was Thursday. Uh, last time I drove to Nashville was for a Chiefs game. Uh, and, uh, we stopped at War Machine Weekend on going through St. Louis. So we, we got up early, got in St. Louis at like noon, Stopped at War Machine Weekend for like six hours and then drove the rest of the way after we were there. And had I remember that because I was at War Machine Weekend. It was weekend. pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was actually a pretty good trip, honestly. Uh, we got into Nashville. It was pretty early. It was like 1 or 2 a.m. And uh, we check into our t- hotel and our hotel is not as safe as it, the <laughs> pictures looked online. I will say there was a lot of people trying to get into our room overnight, which was a little concerning considering we were many states away. Uh, but it all worked out. We checked out in the morning and went to the Chiefs game. Uh, had a pretty good tailgate experience in the parking lot. And then we watched the game and drove back. 
Uh, I got to yell at uh, the Chiefs owner, Clark Hunt. Well done. And I only say yell because I was, I was, you know, we were in like the fifth row in the corner and he was walking off the field and I yelled his name so loud over the crowd that he heard me and turned to look and I waved at him and he waved back. <laughs> he went Aww. into the tunnel. It was pretty funny. Oh, yep. I, I could tell I startled him a little bit. I can yell pretty loud when I try. So did you play in the team tournament? I didn't uh, I even did. hear about that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Friday was uh, the team tournament. We met uh, our third, Ryan and I. Um, Andy, uh, Friday morning, which was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, casual player, but good. He played Asgard. Ryan played Hydra, and I played um, Wakanada. Yes, Wakanada. So I'll just give you some of the highlights. Um, I jumped straight into the fucking frying pan round one into Star Lord with Thanos and Cosmic Ghost Rider. Weak. <laughs> yeah, baby, list for babies <laughs> on on research station, and they decided to drop. Yeah, Star Lord, Ghost Rider, Nebula, Bill. I assume that you chose points then. Uh, I can't remember. I think I did. I can't. I I, I don't recall. That sounds scary. Blacked out. Woke up. Thanos. Yeah, I, I count very sweaty. Yeah, I countered with Black Panther, Shuri, Okoye, Hulk. Uh, I will say normally Hulk is a horrible call into Cosmic Ghost Rider because Cosmic Ghost Rider will own Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, um, you just have to be very careful about how and where you play him, right? It was a researcher, so I figured if I could keep Hulk alive for four turns uh, and, and murder his non or his scoring models, I probably had a good shot shot to win the game. Mm-hmm. So I spent uh, those turns not putting Hulk on points so that Nebula couldn't own him. Uh, throwing Cosmic Ghost Rider and staggering him, uh, and then getting Pryo, I think, on turn four and just dazing him. So, you know, going last with Hulk turn one meant that he didn't get to go to me then. The daze on turn four meant he couldn't attack me then. He had a stagger at one point. So I think he only had three possible attacks he could ever make into Hulk, uh, and Okoye was there. Um, Ghost Rider can pull her away from Hulk, but depending on terrain and how you set up, you can make that hard. Mm. So... Uh, a very technical KG game I was able to win. Um, just confirming, does that mean he rolled poorly on his power generation on turn one that he couldn't attack Hulk? Uh, he did not roll five. Oh, okay. Yes. Because uh, according to my math, he can attack Hulk on the first turn. It is it is statistically possible. Uh, I don't think his... I don't think he ever lost psychosis, so he did not roll horribly. But uh, he also did not, like, own the world. Okay. Um... Our team ended up winning, so we were 1-0. and oh. Nice. Yep. We went into the second round. Uh, I ended up going into The Bob, is his name. A really great guy. Uh, again, Star-Lord. Fuck Guardians. Uh, he did not have Thanos on his list, just Ghost Rider. So we played Gamma, Struggle for the Cube, and he played Star-Lord, Cosmic Ghost Rider, and Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's no big boy bet, meta. Don't worry about it, everyone. It's totally fine. I the bet water at this point fine. you're like, please, anything but but Guardians for the rest of the weekend. And then God <laughs> whispered down, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> yeah. So I countered with what I wanted to do. This is at 15 again. I countered with super wide Wakanda with Black Panther, Killmonger, uh, Okoye, Toad, and Quicksilver. So I played two fours, two twos, a three, five wide at 15. Uh, and I went up 4-0 on the extracts, turn one. 
and just uh, did everything I could to stay alive. I had four models days turn two, two models KO'd turn three. I threw one attack all game, and it was the last activation of turn three by Panther to push his Star-Lord, score the middle gamma, and win the game. So oh, damn. Nice. <laughs> I played Wakanda like you play webs, and uh, and I just ran around and uh, uh, survived. The highlight of the game is uh, start of turn three, Okoye and Killmonger are both dazed, flipped, uh, standing next to his Cosmic Ghost Rider. And I'm like, okay, I had terrain blocking where he could pull people. So unless he did weird, like, placement shenanigans with uh, Ghost Rider, which meant then he couldn't spend her, uh, like, he wasn't going to be able to get around Bodyguard. And he's like, aha, I have this tactics card. It's called Sucker. I will play it, and Star-Lord and Ghost Rider will combine to drain Okoye of all of her power, uh, or all but one, uh, and then go into Killmonger to eliminate the largest threat I had to his models. So that was super cute. Wow. Any questions gotcha. about the game? Yeah, exactly. Uh, why did he have Sucker? <laughs> Because it's in situationally really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get around a bodyguard? You're like, uh, I drain all your power. You can't bodyguard anymore, and now I go to you. Yes, yeah. Um, like, there are some people who have bunches of power. Like, Hulk maybe doesn't need his eight power. She's like, ah, you can have four of mine. And Star Lord just... takes two. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're playing a super murder list uh, and your opponent is often injured, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, uh, it seems like a bad card. But it was baller. Like, there was no fucking way he was getting Killmonger off the board turn three. Yeah. Until all of a sudden he did. Just being able to, like, zero out Cosmic Ghost Rider would be cute. Like, just, like, middle of the turn. It's like, oh, you're going to activate him last? That's cute. Nope. And he just loses all of his power. Like, that would be cute. Well, see, it's it's obviously costly. Even more than cute, it's good. Mm -hmm. Like, in every situation, like you just described, Cosmic, Cosmic Ghost Rider has five power. Like... Would you pay, like, almost one-for-one one power to drain him off of almost any model you own? Uh, probably. And maybe that's a bad example. But there are lots of situations where you would gladly trade your power one-for-one. One. No, I think Cosmic Ghost Rider is actually really important because he doesn't actually generate power very easily. And he's always got a use for it. Right, but like, he could just sit there. If he still has Psychosis, he turrets twice, and he's still rolling six dice with skulls into you. Sure, uh, but he's not moving, and he's not dragging people. Like, I'll... Take those attacks. Sure. Uh, or like yeah. Apex. Or like Apex, you know, flips with four power. You're like, I take all your power. I laugh in your face. Mm-hmm. Like, there are lots of models that love their power more than maybe some of yours do. So, um, there's also a lot of times people have like fallback power or recal power or exceptional healing power. And it's like, man, yep. all I got to do is yeah. get rid of one. Exactly. And I can get through this. Yeah. So, bodyguards, another good example. It's just usually bodyguards. It's like, when you're going in, the bodyguard usually isn't injured yet, so it's like more of a later game card, which is fine. So here's my my challenge to to our listeners and, and us is keep sucker as a phantom sixth card in your games next week, and just and make just, a, make a note of how many times you'd be like, man, I would love to play this card right now if I actually had it in my roster. Just like put it to the side of the table and be like, man, I wish I had this. Right? How many times would you give up one of the cards you actually had? Yep. So no, uh, no. I don't think it's going to be over 50%, but I do think in some of those games, it would be ball breaking. So uh, that's my hot take. Uh, I'd love to hear what people's feedback is. But Aaron, I don't attack my opponent models. So mm. like, you should, you should bad. adopt a better life. Yeah. Okay. My third game was the highlight of this day. Uh, this was into 
Guardians with Star-Lord. Sorry, uh, not Star-Lord. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at GG. It's uh, Spider-Foes with Sentinel Prime. Uh, I just really loved uh, the models, the concept. Some were painted brilliantly, and the uh, my, uh, my opponent was fabulous. So without going into any of the actual game specifics, uh, this was a, a fantastic game. Okay. Uh, our team ended up going 2-1. and one. And either tying for second uh, or placing sixth if you uh, if you like tiebreakers. <laughs> what which which are you gonna call it? Uh, we tie for second. Okay, there you go. We uh, we only lost to the team that won, so I don't know. Sounds like second in my book. Uh, spoilers came in second. <laughs> That's right. Okay. All right. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, talking about the next day, uh, we obviously already talked about your list last week. Um, Did any of those games go to time? No, none of those games went to time. Okay. Jeremy is pissed about the clocks. I was yes. just checking. Okay, He's so so, so we'll take take a quick break. Out of, out of the 11 total games I played, uh, how many games do you think uh, went to time? Parker? Two. Two. Uh, you're low. Mm. 11. 11. You're high. Jeremy? <laughs> 14. 14, uh, right on. Uh, the answer is three. Three of my games went to time. Uh, three of the four games on day three. So the Top Cuts games, three of the four of them went to time. That sounds about so, right. Uh, guess, you're never going to guess. One of my games went to time due to excessive hugging. Was it consensual excessive hugging? It was consensual excessive hugging, Okay. Yes. We'll get All to right. there. That was, that, was, uh, that was day three. Or sorry, uh, game three. Uh, we'll talk about that one. That was hilarious and fun. Oh God, <laughs> I'm I'm uh, uncomfortable. You should be. Uh, everyone else in the room was too. Mm. Okay, so um, I don't know how much you want to talk about the games. Obviously, we don't want to just do a bunch of battle reports. Um, yep. So, uh, what was uh, the round one matchup for the uh, qualifier? Uh, into X Men. Or sorry, X. It's a big X. Weapon X. Uh, into Weapon, Weapon X. X. Uh, it was a good game. I just managed to outposition him and like leave his expensive models on one point and uh, walk away with a 21-15 win. Nice. Uh, it was a great opponent, uh, Ian. Uh, game two was into the one in a fucking million chance you told me I had uh, uh, as we I, as we drafted this uh, this roster last. I week. need to confirm. Did I actually say the words one in a million? Yes, you actually. So said there's a one chance. In a million. You did say yes. one in a million. There's a so, chance. I mean, at the rate you play games, we're getting close to that 500,000 mark. So, like, we are. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm, I hold strong on this line. Yeah. Anyway, I went back right, and so re-listened to our cast. And you're like, so first of all, no one's going to play Mystique because Deception's been nerfed. No one's playing Brotherhood. Uh, so you're not going to run into him or her or that team. So you can put Senators in your list, Aaron. So round I believe I also said, and even if you did, like they have to like lose Pryo, and you have to flip Senators. Sure. So all of those things happened except one. Yeah, uh, they won Pryo and got my Senators. So I ended up playing against Mystique Brotherhood on Senators, which I brought. Um, I actually got called out by my opponent uh, for Ooh. for taking too long to make my first action. Uh, we talked about it after the game, which finished well before time was called. Uh, he doesn't know me in terms of pace mm -hmm. of play, and so I, I understand. Uh, on the other hand, like his entire list with deception is built to fuck my first move. 
Right? Yeah. So I really have to decide. And it's not something you can fully decide prior to deployment because I don't know where the fuck Mystique's going to go. Yeah. So I've got to see where the models are. And then I'm like, okay, now I can make a plan as to who's going to go where, pick up these things. Can I afford to like throw Toad and just let him die, et cetera, et cetera. And all of mm-hmm. this has to go through my mind. And again, I, w- I would have gladly played on a clock. Um, but anyway, he did call me out after three minutes and be like, are you going to do something? I'm like, when I figure it out, I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to turn this into a time argument like Jeremy does, yeah. but we Dude, will talk about this in a further clocks. time. Yeah. Clocks. Yeah. No, but we'll, we'll talk about this in the future and we'll use this specific moment as a talking point. But uh, obviously no ill will with the guy. He just, you know, that's where the situation you're in when you're, you're playing on round timers. Oh, no, yeah. Like, no ill will at all. At all. Yeah, exactly. I, I did not. In fact, uh, I uh, appreciated his willingness to address an issue he had with me. Uh, yes. and, and then I did with him, too. Um, not him, but uh, you may know that. We'll see if you know. What is my one rules pet peeve in the game? The way people play. Oh, it's when I illegally measure something and then see you illegally measure it in the same way and point it out to you. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Parker, do you, know, do you know what my pet peeve is? Your biggest pet peeve? Uh-huh. Rules. It's the rule that everyone breaks all the fucking time. Oh, uh, uh, you measure things yeah. uh, measuring deployment. You measure range yeah. rulers during deployment because you're not allowed to do that. You are not allowed to do that. That's correct. Say, say uh, I like to point that out. I'm, I'm guess I, I, I'm going to guess and say putting down like more than one of the same template is my guess. That's what I'm going to guess. Ish. It's using a a range tool to place and then nudging your model to be exactly one away from an objective or two away from a bodyguard. Right. Oh, so sense. like moving moving after you've or, or measuring effectively the placement and then after you've placed adjusting it to with another with the same range ruler mm-hmm. to Correct. another thing or like, like measuring measure... and being like oh i'm obviously within yeah. range three for... for this web swing so now let me yeah. place exactly one away from the objective well you can't fucking do that so this happened in this game like uh, they well i just want to make sure people at sure. home understand okay. it's because you cannot you can only have one range ruler out at a time so if you're using web swing to place three you cannot simultaneously check range one from an objective mm-hmm. um so anyway, he did that with Hulk with the first activation. Like he uh, walked up, pick up, picked up my senator, and then gamma leapt back onto his um, infinity formula, and he used range one to place max toward me, mm-hmm. right? Because he wants to get max advantage in placement. Yeah. Uh, so I noticed it and I let it go. I was like, "We're, we're not going to be that guy. I'm just going. We're just going to play the game, right?" But then sounds like you're growing as a person. Yeah. Then it just kept gnawing at me. But man. <laughs> Like and so at the end of the round, actually a little bit before the end of the round, I was like, you know what? I just got it. We just, I just got to say something, right? And so I did. I pointed it out. I'm like, you know, can we just not do that again? And he he like he was gonna undo it. And I'm like, no, no. If I really cared, I'd have stopped you then. Like it is far too late. Like you're good there. I don't mind it. I just thought I could just get past it. But you know, it, it just gnawed on me for 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna speak up. Uh, and in the end, I was really glad I did. Once you get past that like social awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm really comfortable, like, it didn't come up again in a game, but if it did, I would be totally happy to be like, actually, you can't do that, and here's why, if, mm-hmm. if some people don't know. So, uh, anyway, uh, in actual takeaways from the game, uh, I was able to isolate his Hulk on one side, and he scored three points from his Mystique token, Hulk, and the Senator he was holding, but then I killed Mystique and Pyro, and uh, neutralized Juggernaut by stealing shit off of him. 
So uh, divide and conquer worked very well, and with Infinity being so far apart, he couldn't really counteract that. Uh, I really think the Mystique team suffers at 17 because they really miss that fifth model if they want to run two big guys. Any questions about that game? Um, okay. Do you think I was right? One in a million. I, I refuse. I, I, re- right? I refuse to answer that question. Do you think I was right? <laughs> I, I feel like the equivalent would be like you would tell VO, I'm like, don't play the slots, you'll never hit the jackpot. And you put in a dollar and you pull the lever to go seven, seven, six. And he's like, see, I told you. I'm like, you, it didn't happen. Like, <laughs> Okay. I feel like so, that's the equivalent of what just happened, and you're, like, calling me out. Yeah, I'm totally calling you out. Aaron, are you saying I have a poor perception of the meta? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Uh, round three, you're never going to guess what model I played into for the second time in a fucking row. Mystique? Yes. <laughs> this model that we won't get played anymore because Deception was just nerfed. Mm-hmm. But instead, I'm playing into a list that is titled Follow Me Was Not the Problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is by uh, Ben uh, from, I believe, New York. Uh, goes by Right Matt on the forums. He's been around. We saw him at LVO. I have. Uh, we saw him at LVO. Mm-hmm. I met Ben. Uh, I don't know if you met him, but uh, I have sure. zero recollection of this event. But I can already tell I like the cut of his jib based on the name of his list. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he was running in this particular instance, Malekith Mystique. <laughs> Cosmic Ghost Rider and Bullseye. That is uh, that is the list I'm actually afraid of. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, I put a lot of thought into Cosmic Ghost Rider while you were gone. I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe something like this. Like, yeah, <laughs> that would be scary. And then I was like, we probably should have talked about it before you left. Uh, and I'm we played, that, on, uh, played on Intrusions, which mm-hmm. is the worst, probably the worst I could get other than Researcher. Uh, because yeah. webs have nowhere to hide against those fucking models. Uh, yeah. I think the only thing that would have been close to as bad would have been Mayor Fisk. Sure. Yes. There were a lot, lots of bad combos. This was definitely one of them. Uh, so this was the hugging game. So Ben is like a six, five. He is not fat nor beast, but he's, you know, he's a bigger guy, uh, big bushy beard. And so he, he dazes toad turn one. It goes into, I think Gwen on turn two, like pulls her forward with Ghost Rider, incinerates her, double taps her, and fails to kill her. Something to that effect. And he was just like staring at the table. And I said, so something about me. I like to be jovial and have fun while I'm playing. I'm not super tense. So I was just like, do you need a hug? And he was like, yeah, I do. (laughs) So we met at the end of the table, (laughs) gave a big hug, and came back to playing. And then it kind of became a meme through the game. So every time he would make a bad die roll, I'd be like, do you need a hug? And he'd be like, yeah, I do. And so we'd walk around and we'd hug again and then go nope. back and play Are you guys more. at like the nope. end of a row or are you walking <laughs> past like five tables each time to hug? <laughs> we were at the end of the row. Okay. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, a great, uh, great game of me trying desperately not to lose all of my fucking models and him trying to kill them all. Uh, Black Cat earned her weight in gold with like multiple staggers on both of his big guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just uh, like blocked well above my weight class uh, in the key moments that mattered. Uh, I ended up taking it down seventeen twelve. This game did come to time. Uh, the hugging was not the reason, but uh, <laughs> it was uh, him so staring at the board, going, uh, "What the hell do I do? Like, I only have three models because I've dazed one, and mm-hmm. like all of these are bad, right? Mm-hmm. When you're behind the eight ball." Uh, because he was focused so much on killing me, I was able to just score the points. 
And then he's like, I don't know that I can daze every single model next turn. And he's just trying to think through it, right? And that just takes some time when you're, when the obvious answer is I lose, you're like, well, let's look for the non-obvious non-obvious answer then. Uh, so that just ended up taking uh, taking a lot of time. And so uh, uh, the round timer got called uh, and I ended up with a 17-12 win. Cool. Um, do you think the list would have been scarier if it was just um, Red Skull instead of Mystique and Bullseye? Mm, he was also playing down a point. So, oh, well, on, on, was, on purpose, uh, what if it was Mordo instead of <laughs> Bullseye or, or Zemo or Zemo? <laughs> yeah, uh, there are different different choices could have been made. Absolutely. I assume that he had a plan um, with his list that caused him to not have that. I did not look at his whole list. I assume you are correct. And we just talked about looking at your opponent's entire list. Mm hmm. And I already told you on last cast I don't do that. So yeah, he refuses. <laughs> he doesn't need it. You're demoted. Yeah. All I see are Malekith, Ghost Rider, Mystique, and I'm like, play whatever you want, man. Like he can play Wide Cabal. He can play exactly what he played. Like who knows what he's gonna do. You uh, you are now Team Lieutenant. Yes. Yes. Instead of Team Captain. Exactly. Team Lieutenant. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so oh, so this was the one match where I played Dynamo all weekend. Did he help? Uh ish like he ended up picking up a point and moving to where i thought he was going to go with uh, malekith and malekith went the mm. opposite direction which which kind of won me the game because i had like two extracts and the secure on the side he decided not to go charge and he probably think, did that because dynamo was there so yeah, indirectly he did very very well trying to avoid disruption went to yep. the side of the table with less points on it yep um, yeah i can only imagine that's why yep so so i think he was key uh, but anyway, that's the only time uh, I got. Is this the game you said you only had like one health bar left on the board? No, that would have been my Wakandan game, my second Wakandan okay. game. All right. Yep. Okay. Uh, what's what is next, sir? Okay. Uh, now I get my spoiler alert. First of five straight games into Avengers. Specifically, Sam Avengers, right? First mm. of five games. Jesus Christ. Uh, Sam was in all five lists. Uh, Jeremiah, but one of them was Steve leadership. Yeah, he chose Steve once. So this game was against Sooner, uh, who was running the typical uh, Sam build. Uh, yeah, we played at 20 threat. Uh, this is the second game I ended up running ASM, uh, which ended up convincing me to never run ASM again. Funny you shouldn't have mentioned that. Same. Uh, uh, ASM was possessed uh, turn two and Ooh. did shit all the rest of the game. Uh, yeah, Possessed ASM is really sad. Mm -hmm. Um, this game really came down to his bill failing to kill Gwen one turn. Uh, my voodoo possessed three different people. Uh, his voodoo ended up getting owned by ASM. After ASM got possessed, he was like, okay, well, I guess I have one job now. That's to kill you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, ASM then all webbed up all team members, but one. So I got five of his team members and one infinity point. Uh, hmm. dazed Luke Cage who took a Heroes for Hire from Voodoo and then I think dazed Voodoo. So now he's got to play a little cautious with his Voodoo because he's dazed. Um, so just a lot of back and forth. Um, nothing particularly noteworthy other than the, uh, the failure of Bill to kill Gwen on one turn, I forget which one, and I end up pulling out a 16-15 victory. Cool. That sends me to the Final for round one and to Mike DeLuca. We're both 4-0 at this point. And he runs 
the, the exact same squad, except at 17 instead of 20. And if you're not familiar, the 17-point uh, Sam Avengers squad is usually Sam, Iron Man, Luke Cage, Doc Voodoo, and Bill. Uh, that was in every 17 or higher threat Avenger squad I faced. Uh, or Sam led, a, Sam led squad I faced, rather. Well, you are the expert, so you would know. I would. Uh, this game was super, super cagey. Uh, Spider-Infected screwed both of us. My voodoo got pushed every time. His bill got pushed every time. Uh, we ended up tying round 1, 5-5. Five, five. We tied again to go 10-10. We tied again to go 15-15 at the end of 3. Uh, then Was there any trading of objectives in that time period? Or were you guys just kind of turtling? Uh, there was... Because I know sometimes you can get, like, same scores, even though, it's like, there's a lot of activity. Yes. Or was it so a no one, game? No one is dazed until I daze his voodoo turn three, because he finally possesses someone, mm-hmm. and then uh, I all web up daze him. Gotcha. Uh, so I want to say that there was, he probably stole one off of me, and I stole it back. Yeah. Turn four, uh, he possesses and runs. I have one option, and I take it, which is to... Oh, I had Pryo. Gwen pulled him in and failed to kill him from within two. He then mm-hmm. possessed and ran uh, and threw people. Uh, my black cat moved long. Cat claused him to death, uh, became unpossessed, and picked up the, uh, the extract. He then one-shot black cat with a regular Friday, or a regular Friday air repulsor beam from Iron Man. Uh, picked up her extract, and time was called in the game I did. Uh, because my people had been pushed off of points and then voodoo through them, uh, he was able to score out five versus two in that final round when time was called. If we play out the round, um, which we did kind of just kind of in our, you know, in our heads real quick, uh, we tie, uh, and I am advantaged going into the next round because uh, he's down a voodoo and I'm not which basically yeah. means I go last, which I didn't get to do in either the game against Sooner or this game. I had Pryo both games, uh, and we had matching uh, numbers of characters, which yeah. is very bad for Web Warriors. Like, I need to go last so that my displacement matters. Instead, I have to be proactive with the displacement that he then fixes, and then he screws mine up. Yeah. Because this team from Sam has a shit ton of displacement. Well, not even that also, but like he has Avengers Assemble, so going last means that one turn of the game, he can not only fix displacement, but take advantage of the fact that um, he can just pile people on points. Right. So for for multiple reasons, I am significantly advantaged going into the next round. Like my my voodoo is finally back on the point uh, with like four power. Like I can just double walk, possess people and do anything. Um, But instead, time gets called. And so Mike has said that it probably would have been a win for me. Uh, what I am going to do for this game going forward is just call it a tie. Because mm-hmm. that's what it was in the round previous. And that's what it probably would have been at the, the end of that round. Uh, I don't yeah. think it's worth me saying, oh, well, I would have won. Right? We both looked at well, the game. Yeah. Like, okay, but I didn't. Right? So mm-hmm. whatever. I also don't really care about win-loss. I mean, I care about the, the thought process that went into the specific uh, actions I took throughout the game. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's fair yeah. to say that the person who cares most about win loss for you is uh, Parker. I was about to say <laughs> I clearly. care about win loss. <laughs> so, so realistically, I went four wins and a tie on day one, uh, even though Longshanks will show a loss. Yeah, 
but conveniently, the the results of the game, which is, in my opinion, I don't know, I haven't actually asked your opinion, is a great um, thing in this exact situation, is the outcome of the game was completely irrelevant. That is 100% wrong. It wasn't? Okay. So Mike and I both made top cuts, but Ben... Mm-hmm. Uh, who I beat in round three, ended up going four and one. Mm. But because my strength of schedule suffered due to my loss to Mike, Ben was 10th, not 8th. So other people besides Mike and I were directly affected by the fact that I, quote-unquote, probably should have won that game had they not been using round timers. Mm. Yeah. So let's leave it there and maybe readdress in a future episode. We're definitely going to talk about this in the future, but keeping on point... um, at least it didn't knock you out of the finals. I guess we'll say that for now. Sure. Um, obviously, strength schedule is going to fall a lot of weird ways. Like, let's say what, in my opinion, he was used round tires. That probably should have been called a draw because you should have been allowed to finish the turn. Um, and so resulting that game in a draw would have similarly affected Ben's strength of schedule, but maybe not to the same degree. Uh, so True. I have no idea what he, he would or wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know but, that it would have catapulted him to eight. I imagine it would or higher. Uh, a draw may have done that as well, or it may not have. Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, that takes us to final day, which is top cuts. They did top eight, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. I originally was under the impression they were doing top four, but uh, was that always known it was going to be top eight? Yeah, it was always top eight. I, I really like that. I wish uh, I wish more events would do top eights so and that not just do one big event. Yeah. So there ended up being, I think, two undefeated. And let me look real quick. Uh, I think I counted there was like six or eight X and ones. Probably eight. Hmm. I don't know why it's just showing me top eight. There were, there were definitely more. How do I go back? They're two different huh. tournaments. I thought there was a, a top cut results. I can't find that in Longshanks right now. Uh, round five. No. Oh, well. Will, uh, not horribly important. But uh, there were definitely more four and ones that did not make. There were, oh, there it is. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it went down to 10th. So there were two people who went X and one who did not end up making cuts next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was purely based off of strength of schedule. So uh, I kind of feel sorry for those two gentlemen, but uh, but otherwise, yeah, top cuts the next day. Okay, first game uh, was against uh, Jimmy from uh, Gamers Guild uh, playing, uh, you guessed it, Sam Ventures. Uh, this was a wider scenario nice. than I'd played so far. Uh, it was uh, Extremists and uh, Senators. Um, he chose 19 and all I can really say here is I think I won this game on the strength of positioning. Uh, his voodoo ended up, uh, way off on one side and I just shifted to the other side. Uh, his voodoo had an extract. And so what that means is he spent a power turn one. If he's not attacked or being attacked, he's not gaining extra power. Uh, and so it's just taking him a while to build, build up power. Like a voodoo that is, you know, two moves away from any of my models and has two power is fucking useless. Like, great. You can just sit there. As soon as you get three or four power on Voodoo, if you can double walk possess, now I need to do something about you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for the first couple of turns, I was able to kind of negate what his Voodoo was really able to do. And he had to go and like double move his Voodoo from one point, the side point to his back point. Um, I won't get into specifics. But anyway, it had a lot of positioning. Um, I learned from day one, uh, and I did not go five wide ever again. So I ended up playing six wide, uh, with Voodoo and, uh, the standard team of Miles, Spider-Man, Black Cat, Ghost, Spider, and Wong. So it was the standard 17, and I upgraded Toad to a Voodoo. 
Yep. Uh, and it worked really well. Um, nothing else really to say about that. Questions? Pretty, pretty much every time I go five wide with webs, I always ask why I didn't go six wide later. And I think the answer is just always, always, always go six wide. It's that extra person throws such a wrench into so many of the, the normal strategies to beat webs. I mean, I yeah, I might go five wide if I didn't have Pryo. But mm-hmm. with Pryo, uh, like, again, from the first two games I played uh, the other day, like, going last is so important. And if I can never go last all game long, because the only way I'm swip- swapping Pryo is if I kill you, and that's not what I'm trying to do. Uh, so anyway, yeah, without without having Pryo, I have to go as wide as possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, took that one down, ended up playing Jeremiah England in the semifinal. Uh, we actually went out to Jeremiah and his brother Aaron the night before, uh, where he bemoaned talking about all of his tech. Uh, he was playing a uh, you can't fucking damage me, I don't care how hard you try, uh, Avengers build with Heimdall and Crimson Dynamo. Uh, good thing I'm not trying to damage him, so that didn't affect me at all. Uh, but he ended up playing Bill, Steve, Sam, and Hulk. On Did you guys talk about your possible matchup at dinner? No. Okay. Did not. I just figured since you guys were both in top eight, I didn't know if you talked about the possibility. Nope, we didn't. We should have. <laughs> uh, this was the first uh, time I played on Petaflips all weekend, which you'd mm-hmm. think would be bad, and you're right, it is. Um, on the other hand, with Hulk and Mutant Madmen, that meant Hulk had to... Oh, no, he went middle, and he picked up both cubes. Uh, I was super aggressive with Spider-Woman, and I dove his back point right in front of Crimson Dynamo. Oh, sorry, it was Crimson Dynamo, not Bill. But right in front of Crimson Dynamo and Steve. Uh, he put five damage on me with those two models, at which point I fell back because I was an idiot. Uh, I, I think a little fatigue was getting to me now, and I don't like to admit that, but it was. Because I fell back so the Mutant Madman trap would not kill me. Uh, I wanted him to have to spend an action to kill me next turn. Uh, instead, I was holding a cube and died anyway. Mm. So, Oops. burned a card for no reason. Yep. <clears throat> Oops. Uh, I forget what he does with his first activation of turn two, but it wasn't kill Spider-Woman, uh, which made me happy because Spider-Woman then uh, didn't fly, but she glided next to Hulk. She spendered to pick up uh, both of the cubes he was holding and then double long moved away. Do either of you see a problem with that course of action? I knew this, but I actually caught it in the moment also. Go ahead, uh, wait, help me understand this again. Try again. So she used, I don't fly a glide to place. Uh-huh. Then she spendered into Hulk. To make him drop his tokens. Sure. Pick them both up, then double moved away. Why is that bad? Uh, it's not <laughs> bad. It's, in move. fact, quite good, except it's illegal because <laughs> yeah, it's move. three actions. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, again, I, I I figured I glid, right? So I could save my move so I could still double move, right? That's why I wanted to glide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her, like, I didn't care about the, in my mind, it wasn't an attack. It was popping extracts off. Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. Black Cat does, right? So yeah, for whatever it's reason, it's Black my like... Black Cat and Voodoo have poisoned your mind to think that's how <laughs> yeah. the game works. <laughs> Those models need to be banned. So some so, yeah, combination of that and my te- my 10th game in two days. And uh, uh, yeah, so it was like three minutes into his term. And he's like, how did you do that? <laughs> I'm like, uh, and this, this game is recorded too. So you can see uh, my complete buffoonery in a recorded game at some point. I was like, uh, yeah, sorry. That was uh, like... F- blatant cheating now this was on his next activation so i just moved back um it didn't end up actually affecting the game otherwise i probably would have needed to forfeit the game like if we realized it later than that 
Um, yeah, and from here on out, I just uh, move all of my people. Like, I had my back right mutant madmen, and my next activation with Gwen was to double walk back. So I'm behind Spider-Woman. Like, Gwen is on my, not deployment line, my back edge. So that if he wants to walk forward and hit Spider Woman, I just I can I can uh, lifesaver her backwards. Um, at the end of the game, I was playing six wide. Uh, Black Cat was over on his back left mutant madman, staggering Hulk every turn. Every oh single other model of mine uh, was in my deployment zone. <laughs> like uh, it was pretty insane how hard I ran. Uh, but when you're holding all of the extracts, uh, that's something you can do. So yeah. I did and just ended up scoring that out 16-12. Like a coward. Cool. Uh, yes, yes. That is my like middle a, name. I, like I a it. warrior. A like web a, warrior. <laughs> <laughs> like a warrior poet. Yeah. It, it, I get what you're saying because he's like a keyboard cowboy, right? <laughs> a keyboard cowboy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, finals game. Uh, into Sooner again, uh, who I beat 16-15 the other day. Uh, now, for whatever reason, I decide to play this differently. I think it was just to be different, For if we're just being honest. Um, I also wanted to see if I could possibly put him behind the eight ball. So this is Scrolls and Infinity Formula. I play six wide. He plays five, so I'm winning already. Uh, the correct... So Infinity is really, really bad for me because I'm not playing Voodoo this game, whereas I... I did play Voodoo in my game against him the other day. So I'm and not. You didn't play Voodoo because you were trying to be cute. No, no, no. I didn't play Voodoo because I wanted to go six wide because I won Prio again like a fucking idiot. Uh, what was the points? 17. I played the six wide, uh, uh, six wide webs into his five wide uh, Avengers. Uh, yeah. Spider Woman, Miles, Cat, Gwen, Toad, Wong. Uh, so the, the problem is so I love the team comp. Like, you're, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's a great team comp. But on Infinity Formula, Voodoo shuts down that whole side of the board. He just fucking owns it. Well, yeah. I mean, he's completely broken, and everyone knows it. Yep. Um, so I he's got his Voodoo deployed right. The, the quote-unquote correct course of action is to have my Toad walk up and take the middle, and then have Spider-Woman take uh, the one opposite from Voodoo. So, like, Voodoo can't possess her. Instead, I deployed Spider-Woman to pick up the middle, and I deployed Toad across from Voodoo. So I pick up the middle scroll with Spider-Woman. He takes the left scroll with Bill. My next move is to double move Miles to his scroll and pick it up uh, on the middle. Uh, I roll and get pushed towards him. Is that good or bad, Parker? Uh, Very bad. Good job. Yeah, very bad. I was confident to get there. Don't worry. Yeah, I was too. Well, just in case he wasn't, I'll give him the answer. Ooh, that could have been a bet opportunity. <laughs> yeah, could have been. <laughs> um, now he assembles Voodoo, who was on the far right, back to the middle to double tap Miles. Doesn't kill me, but gets enough to possess me and forces me to drop it. Uh, he then picks up the right scroll with Spider Man, or sorry, Iron Man, and then moves Sam to his back left. Uh, I go with. Gwen last, who had been powered up by Wong, to double move next to Sam and pull him off the point. So at the end of turn one, I'm up 5-3, because I am on every single infinity formula, plus one extract, and he has three extracts and no infinity formulas. And if you had made the coin flip to not get pushed, then you would have been up 6-2? No, because I think Luke Cage at that point is sitting on the point with Sam, 
Like it plays out completely differently because gotcha. his voodoo and Cage are not on points because they were involved in the uh, downing That's of fair. Miles. So we'll see. Uh, but I'm if if the downside of me being aggressive and failing is uh, what happened, like I'm okay with that. Mm. Conceptually speaking. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I make one mistake all game, and uh, I, well, until I see it again, then I'll, I'll notice several more. He goes into Gwen, fails to kill her. Uh, I decide to get cute and walk around a truck uh, to pull his bill backward and then move to the far left side of the board. So I do that. Uh, later on, his bill walks up and doesn't quite kill her, but is able to attack her within range two while still being on the infinity formula. If you can kind of picture what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, on the right side of the board, his voodoo kills Miles, walks over, possesses Cat. Cat, double cat claws, kills his voodoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he refuses to pull the uh, the possessed token back, which is smart, because if he doesn't, I just steal Iron Man's objective. Mm-hmm. So he just lets voodoo die. Um, long story short, I end up killing voodoo turn three, like KOing him, using all webbed up to do it. Uh, and I own the whole right side. Like, I, I end up getting Iron Man's objective, and I own both sides. But it took me too long to do that. Uh, because Spider-Man had to help kill Voodoo, and he's not in a position, or Miles rather, to get over to the left side to help out Gwen and Wong, uh, who ends up dying this time to Bill instead of surviving. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just you know, eliminated Gwen from the game. So what I needed to have done, instead of walking behind a truck to pull Bill backwards, was just double move Gwen toward my backboard edge somehow. Like, Gwen needed to be able to live to have an impact on the game later. So, sacrificing how close she was uh, for the one short pull of Bill lost me the game. Uh, the other part that contributed to that was when I Cat Claws Voodoo turned two and killed him. That gave his Bill the short move towards her. Yeah. So, sure. the combination of those, and I could never have predicted I would have uh, dazed Voodoo uh, with two Cat Claws. It's surely yeah, possible. It's so, impor- it's so important to get him off the table, too. So I, I wouldn't like have changed it. Yep. I, I absolutely go into voodoo. I just needed to, uh, again, I knew I needed to keep her as safe as possible. I just tried to get a little cheeky with getting some, you know, a quick pull out as I left, uh, left the, the danger zone, if it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up losing 16-15. So uh, I think I played it pretty well. Again, 16-15 is going to be a great game between, you know, we'll call it good players. Uh, I prioritized Voodoo. I had him KO'd turn three. Uh, Long term, again, once Voodoo's off the board, I still have two Steelers or Spider-Woman and and, and Miles. So, uh, I don't know. It was a good game. Uh, Hats off the Sooner. Uh, He made all of the right calls. Uh, Played it exactly the way he should have and did not make any mistakes. Uh, And I made... I made one that I, I mean, you can argue that being aggressive was a mistake, right? I will call that a, uh, a dis- it was a decision I made that is controversial as much as controversy you can, you can have in a, in a strategic war game, but the actual mistake was with Gwen. So I made one serious mistake. He didn't make any and, uh, and he won the game. So good job sooner. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa. So, strategic so war definitely game. definitely good and practiced. Yeah. I, I'll go, I'll go ahead and disagree with that phrasing. Cause almost all the games you just described is, 
is I walked up, I pulled this thing, I took this token, he did this with this token, he did put this token on me. He didn't take the token, he kept the token, which is good because he had the token. It was like I, I think I heard I didn't attack roll maybe twice in all of those stories. So I, I don't know if we can call it a strategic war game so much as a, I don't know what uh, checkers, but I really, <laughs> I really Maybe strategic without pressing the attack button. Yeah, str- strategic, strategic. What is it? What uh, cast espionage? I guess would you have to call it like? But I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from your expert play. I really am not. Uh, I just I see what Nigel means now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it was interesting. So I, I spent most of the weekend putting my opponents in the think tank. Right, that's why games mm-hmm. go into time. Like my first cuts game went to time, and that that scared the shit out of me because they called time, and I'm like, "Fuck, did I just lose this game?" Like I was mm-hmm. solidly in charge of that game, like up five four, up five three, up five four, uh, and I was in a solid position starting round four, uh, and then all of a sudden, boop, time. I'm like, "Fuck, that game state." He Frantically actually look at the board. Yes, yeah. he actually won the last round because he had he had possessed my miles and and you know flipped. Uh, yeah. that, that extract, I still had my voodoo to go. Like I still had lots of, like, I was still probably going to win that round, but just because of when time was called, he ended up winning it. It didn't matter. Cause my lead was big enough before then I ended up winning 2017, yeah. but talk about an, an oh shit moment in your throat. And you're like, did I just, yeah. did I just lose game to time? Holy shit. Surely. Like we said a bunch of times, we're going to talk about this more, yeah. but, uh, but anyway, so I was putting my, my point was I was putting most of my opponents into the think tank because I was. They were behind on points. They're like, how do I win this game? And long story is they don't, but it takes a lot of time to get there and they're not willing to admit it. So that was me in this game on turn four. I think I took eight minutes analyzing board state. And at the end of eight minutes, all I do is put an activated <laughs> marker on Toad. <laughs> it's like, yeah, longest and most unimaginative activation ever in the history of MCP. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just me trying to determine, uh, obviously... Whatever, I won't get into it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a fun time. Cool. Well, congrats on taking second. Um, yeah. I will tell you right now, your uh, your strength schedule is actually better than Sooners. So. Yeah, I had the highest strength of schedule in the game or in the uh, yeah. in the tournament. Uh, yes, yeah. my opponents uh, were really really good, uh, which was awesome. I had a great time. You also scored the most VPs in top cuts Ooh. with fifty one. Fifty one three games is pretty good. Yeah, I'll take it. Let's see. You had 87 in the Swiss rounds, which just doing a quick glance here, looks like you were tied for second by VPs. Oh, tied for third. Scrub. Yeah. Trash. Let's talk real quick about some of the data, like list data. I I find that interesting. I want to know. Okay. Ooh, holy shit. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, so, okay, I asked some questions. We can do some little Q&A here. Okay. I assume that Parker and Jeremy are not looking at the numbers? No, I'm Is not. Is that correct? No. No, are we on, are you on launch screens right now? No, no, I don't want you to look at it. Oh, I'm gonna, okay, I'm no, I'm not. Questions. Okay, deal. Uh, what was the most played affiliation in the Swiss tournament? In the Swiss tournament, I will mm-hmm. guess Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, no, it was not. Huh. Yeah. Um, Avengers. So it was Avengers. Guardians were third. Can you guess the second? Mm. Cabal. No, it was Criminal Syndicate. Hmm. 
That's Cabal weird. was fourth, though, so that was a good good guess. Uh, after that, we had Midnight Suns and X-Men and Hellfire Club. And Weapon X, with four players playing Weapon X, that, that almost seems false. <laughs> like, I, I don't Do they, believe... Is that you. actually Weapon X, or people who are playing X-Men and... Right, and that's, that's what I'm curious. It's like, so, well, technically they were playing, like, is that... I played against a Weapon X. I know you did. That's sure. why I'm asking. So what you can do, so you're looking at players, look at games. So games will, so players are kind of lie. So if you look at webs, that's true. it says there are two players who played webs. Uh, that is incorrect because eight games were played and all eight were mine. So yeah. someone had a web warrior leader in their roster and chose to put webs as an affiliation they could play. Whether that right. was even legal. drop down boxes. Right. Whether it was legal or even possible or desired, who knows. Uh, but anyway, so look at the games played. That'll give you a better, better. Perfect impact. example. Uh, there were five players playing defenders. They played a total of five games. Yes, <laughs> it's like yeah, okay, buddy. So there was one. One person played defenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with twelve games of Weapon X, uh, yes, several Two of those four people were actually playing Weapon X. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. I can't believe there's only one. You were the only webs player. That's nuts. How, why do people refuse to accept that webs are good? Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction. I don't think they'll ever agree that they're good. I, I think no I'm matter. Happy. Keep them in the dark, man. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I do I'm not s- like that. <laughs> it makes me so happy <laughs> yeah. that people don't realize. Oh, Nigel will be happy because <laughs> if I play in a world where it's all Sam and all fucking webs, I'll, I don't even want to play. But the thing is, uh, we, Sam is good. clearly like the, the word's been out on Sam since day one. Like there was a yeah. time you guys might remember. What was it like two years it took ago? About four days for yeah. Sam to get good. Yeah, and and uh, and he was the meta, just saturating everything for for uh, what was it, like mm-hmm. f- six months, and then the you know uh, a couple of wrenches were thrown in there, and it started cycling around again. But that never happened for webs. It never did. I don't uh, think that, Sam has ever been out of the top three in the meta. Mm-hmm. And he's been nerfed five times. Do you know what Sam's counter is? Uh, webs. Sam. Webs. Yeah. It is webs. Yep. They don't have to attack. Or a webs-like <laughs> affiliation that's just going to steal shit, right? Yeah. Right. They're uh, weak against um, go-wide lists that don't have to attack to score more points than you, which is literally webs. Yeah. Criminals is the other one because they don't really hit hard enough to take criminals down. Um, so criminals is dicey for them, but criminals are just punished by everything else in the meta, so it's not really a problem. Uh, and I will say Voodoo is the linchpin to that Sam list because he just allows them to maintain parity, maintain parity, and then one yeah. turn he just like, am fuck it, we just swap two points. Uh, yeah. And my all my models are so tanky, you're not getting it back. Yeah, no, um, that so fucking obviously Sam needs to be destroyed out of the entire meta. Or not Sam, uh, Voodoo needs to be completely nuked out of the meta. Like, that model yeah. cannot exist in competitive play, and we've known it since the day it was printed. I I think I think it's absolutely fascinating that Sam doesn't play like a, like a blowout style, like you said. He wins because he stays exactly parity until one turn he goes up one or two. And then he continues parity, and then the game's over on turn four or five, and he can play that game almost every time. It blows my mind. I think I think the secret to his longevity is not anything about the list. It's just that there's so many rubber band forgiveness mechanics built into Avengers as a whole mm-hmm. that he's the most consistent 
of all of the things. Right. It's not that he's the best, because I don't think Sam Vengers is the best list. And I don't think a lot of people think it is. But it's the most consistent list. And one of the hardest things to do in a tournament is not have a bad game that knocks you out. Like, it only takes, you know, oh, look, my opponent spiked three rolls on turn two and went up 5-1. And I just can't recover because I never had a good turn to make up for it. And Sam, that just never happens because every time they get one of your people, you get a huge attrition swing back. Right. And you just like walk out of threat range. Like it's so hard for them to, to double dip against you. Right. And then you have Avengers assemble on top of it and a lot of really premium models. Like it's just it's so hard to attack them that they're just generally good. So the primary benefit of Sam is his threat level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't look at all of not all, a lot of the premier affiliations in the game, and by that, specifically Guardians, Avengers, and X-Men, right, all have three-point leaders. So in that Sam list that has three threes and two fours, uh, Sam is a very viable three, right? Yeah. I, I, he is not he, a fourth threat in the three's body. Like, he is not worth no. fourth threat, but he is totally worth playing if there was a different leadership, you play him in Avengers, right? Sure. No, like, totally, he's a plus three, like... He's a premium three that has a amazing leadership on top of it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like Storm, in my opinion. But like in all of my games, his leadership did almost jack all. Mm-hmm. Like it'll do one or two things a game, but nowhere near as much as like, say, Steve's leadership. But the fact that Sam is a three enables that 17-point Avengers team to run Voodoo and Bill as your fours, and then Iron Man, Luke Cage as your threes, is what seals the deal. Because if you run Steve and you want those two fours, now you have to run Black Widow, right? And so yeah. that team comp, it's the team comp that wins the game. It's not Sam. Uh, yeah. Clearly, it's, 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 that's the, an opinion of mine, but it's it's Sam enables the team comp by virtue of him being a three threat and a good three threat, regardless of his leadership, which is does nothing against control teams uh, and then comes in very handy against the attrition folks. Right. It's not just that his leadership is good, because I think everyone agrees his leadership is good. It's combined with the fact that's multiplied by all these super efficient, like, three-point stat blocks that you get to play with. Like, you get Sam, you get Iron Man, you get Luke, and then you're adding on top super premium fours and Bill and Voodoo, and, like, everyone's affiliated. So it's just, like, everyone's getting all the bonuses. It's really, really good. But, like, if we were to swap Sam's leadership and Malekith's leadership, both of the leaderships are good, but, like, Malekith doesn't really want Sam's leadership. Like, he actually prefers his, and Sam prefers his as well. They don't want to switch. It's because they multiply it so well by the composition they play. And so it's a combination of, like, everything multiplies on itself. It's like the tactics cards, the missions, the characters, the leadership. It's all great together. So real quick, back to the stats, there were three unused affiliations. They will come as no surprise. Winterguard? Yes. Dormammu? Nope. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was played in one game. This is but one game nonetheless. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, it is literally the three baddies. X-Force? Yep. yep. Now, see, I would have... I do think Weapon X is a bad affiliation, but not because they don't get results, but because they don't, they aren't conducive of, conducive of strong play. And so they're really good as a Yahtzee machine you can throw at people occasionally and get wins out of it. But I don't think they're good as like a strategic affiliation. They end up holding you back more than helping you. Uh, and what's the, yeah, 
third affiliation that was unused? Winter Guard, X-Force, and... Oh, it's so obvious. <laughs> oh, that's the problem, is you gotta, you gotta think about the one faction that never played. Just so picture that's... a giant trash can in your mind and tell me what the first thing that pops in. Uh, well, the Wooden Defenders. Um... They got five games. Yeah, Jeremy doesn't. Uh, they... do- Jeremy doesn't own these models anymore. Sentinels. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> that was too easy. You gave him too big of a hint. That was Sorry. Uh, the fact that holy shit, Defenders got the same amount of games as Spider Foes and more games than Shield and Asgard. That's nuts. I find the lack of Shield to be disturbing. Yes, yeah, I, I was going to say <laughs> I couldn't. I, I couldn't find the right. Right word, but yes, that was I actually, disturbing. you know what I think it is? Is people are just like, I'll play them in a month when they're busted. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't I think know. people I, are waiting on all the new models. I think this is something we think. I don't know if this is shared by everybody. Maybe. It's entirely possible. Yeah, it's crazy to me that A-Force only had three games. Fucking Christ. She only had four? That's insane. How many <laughs> players were in the... The championship games. Uh, 50, 53, 56. 53, like I think. Yeah, 53, 53. Okay, so give me the breakdown of how many Avengers, how many, what was the three main uh, Well, so it's hard to, so the player count is very inaccurate because you can just click the checkbox for what affiliations you're playing. Okay. And some people are not honest on those. Like, and so it's gotcha. wonky, but it's 10 Avengers, nine criminals, seven guardians. Seven Cabal, five Midnight Suns, four X-Men, three Hellfire, four Weapon X, two Inhumans, two Convocation, three Hydra, two Web Warriors, two Brotherhood, two Wakandans, five Defenders, um, one Spider-Foe, two Shield, one Asgard, three Black Order, one A-Force, one Dark Dimension. Okay. And those were ranked in order of games played. And so when yeah. you saw the numbers go up and down, it's because that's how many actual games got played. That's not too unusual. So 20, 20% of the field had an Avengers roster or yeah. dual affiliated with Avengers. Yeah. Um, how about this? Oh, that's a good way to do this. I wish I could cut off the, the bracket. Um Okay, so the top four affiliations had 127 games played. So the highest win rate percent in the game uh, in the on the field was Dark Dimension. 100 percent. 100 percent. One of one. 100 percent. Hell yeah! What? See, that's how he the, does it. This is just the. Uh, the qualifier or the qualifying one, not top cut, but what was the second highest win rate? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's 80%. Spiders. Uh, <laughs> Webs. Yep. Webs. I would say it was you. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, Avengers. Uh, 32 so that's games played. Five games. Yeah. Avengers. Had yours was an easy one because you're the only one. Played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, so, yeah, it was 1 and 0, then 4 and 1, and then 23 and 9. Seventy-two percent win rate with Avengers seems uh, with over abnormal. thirty games played. That's not good. I mean, obviously, it's oh a small my god, size of Sam, players. Sam's win rate was what? Parker, what it was? Sam oh, Wilson's win rate. Oh. Sam Wilson's win rate. Uh... You need to tell 
fucking Jeremiah. 70%? Quit, quit tanking the Avengers win rates. 88. <laughs> Jesus 88. Christ. He was Jesus. 15 and 2. Holy shit. 15 yeah. and 2. Yeah. Dude, that's now, fucking Now, here's, here's the problem. I'm going to go off on a little bit, little bit of a rant. Sure. Go. So, why People was Sam play. Wilson's go. win go. rate go. so high? Uh, because three of the best players at the event were playing him. Yes. So... Okay. Uh, we're all in agreement here, then. <laughs> yeah. So, that the issue is both that Sam Wilson is good, but it's also a self-perpetuating, you know... Uh, prophecy. Right. If the the best players choose to play what they think is the best, the numbers are going to reflect that it is the best because the best players are playing it. Right. Exactly. So when you have good people get together and play different stuff, that's when you'll get actual win rates to come yeah. out. But just because, let's say, Mike DeLuca and Sooner both choose to play Sam, like uh, they both wanted to play their Shield and Wakanda rosters respectively, not without putting words into their mouths. But they felt more comfortable into the meta with Sam. I totally get it. Like you don't know what big mm-hmm. baddies are going to come out. Let's going to play the thing that can handle that instead of this other thing that I really like. Uh, in Ooh. fact, the in the finals game we popped the secures that I think Sooner wanted for his Wakandan team, but he felt more comfortable being able to win with Sam. So again, had they played those teams. Uh, instead of going five and zero and four and one on day one, maybe they go three and two and they don't make final cuts, and that's what they're worried about. So again, without putting words into their mouths, they're 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 not willing so, to take that chance to get right. to go five and zero with Wakanda because they might go three and two. Um, yeah. I would love totally to know, understand. Yeah. I think that's a good point. I would love to know what the partnering models with Sam is as well. Like, is like it go through the roster? Eighty eight. Yeah, is eighty eight percent with Sam and Voodoo? In every single one of those events. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly. Oh, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find Avengers list that doesn't have voodoo in it. That's what I'm saying. Like, But yeah. in but in that game is what he's talking about. Did they actually no, play voodoo I, all five squads. games? I mean, yeah. I mean squads, yeah. I think you'd yeah. be very hard-pressed to find a uh, Avengers squad without voodoo. At 15, I think you might have some options. Sure. Um, so the point I'm looking at here, so in 32 games, even if we equip, we say... 10 of the games played are by these two guys that went nine and one in there. So if we take out that, what does it make it? So that drops it down to 13 and eight though. Sorry, 14 and eight, which is still a pretty healthy win rate. Even if we cut out those 10 games played by those people, mm-hmm. 88% is still more than interesting. Yeah, 88% in a sample size north of 30 in a single event should not be happening. Yep. And uh, it's easy to point at something and go, oh, well, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. have a 67% win rate. Anyone who knows anything about statistics knows that's a very <laughs> odd number. Oh, it's because it's two and one. Like, so, like, that sample size is irrelevant because it had to be one of three numbers. And yeah. so, until you get a large enough sample size. So, let's move down to Hellfire Club. Hellfire Club... Gub- at Hellfire Club played 13 games. Do you guys want to take a guess at what their breakdown was? Uh, take a shot. Four and nine. Parker? Uh, I'll say eight and five. You said 13 games, okay. right? You guys split the split the difference. Uh, they went six and seven. Okay. So pretty much 50% yeah, yeah. win rate. Like Technically, it's a 46, which in a large sample size... You're starting to get to the area where you start taking a closer look, but obviously in this sample size, it's fine. Cabal had 26 games played. 
I think that's, uh, ooh, 26, um, 18, 8. I'll say 26, huh? 14, 12. 12, 14, 46% as well. Ooh. All right, so everyone thinks uh, Guardians are right up there, right? So Guardians played 29 games. What do you think the split was? They were the third most popular faction. (laughs) Well, I knew uh, Aaron England played them, and Mm -hmm. I know where some of those games went. (laughs) Well, it's 29 games. No, 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 no. I know. I know. I'm just razzing him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's somewhere around 50%, being that that's how it's falling. Okay. I'll uh, I'll say 13, 16. Uh, Well... Okay. Uh, it was 12-16 with oh, one draw. Oh, they, oh. <laughs> with one wow. That's why I had to pause for a second. I got really close. That is weird. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll give you that one. That's cool. Um, so, 43% win rate with Star-Lord. Uh, apparently, I would, I would actually, uh, four of those games did not report their leaders. So, yeah. I would actually was, say, I actually think that's really true about Guardians. I think as, as strong as everyone agrees Guardians are, I don't think we'll ever see them super perform at tournaments. And I think it's what we just talked about. I think really good players don't reach for guardians. And I think it's because there's something kind of vanilla about them. That is, they don't seem to push the envelope as hard as other affiliations do. Um, I, I think vanilla guardians are that way. Yeah, I so. think the Thanos and the, the big guy guardians with Thanos and CGR are definitely less so. Right. Uh, but their Thanos guardians definitely gets reached for by good players on a yeah. fairly often basis. That's um, true. So what I heard was, uh, Pat Dunford, you suck. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was going to say. I think so it was been as proven. a friend of Pat's, I would like to say that Parker doesn't speak for all of us. He only speaks for uh, Aaron and himself. Um, I think we just said that that I think a lot that a lot of players, a lot of high quality players, reach for Sam because they like his incredible consistency. I yeah. think a lot of players, like a lot of high level players, do not reach for Guardians because I think they think they're inconsistent. I argue the opposite. I think Guardians is super consistent, but I think they think it's less consistent than something like Sam. But Okay. I, I think the perspective of Guardians is that they're also very consistent like Sam. So I don't know of anyone saying that they're not consistent. I think the new advent of CGR might have that like new like mm-hmm. sheen on it where like he is kind of dicey and people haven't really figured him out yet. So if from that perspective, maybe. But I think the tried and true Guardians is pretty well known at this point. And I think that a lot of people do lean towards them for the consistency, but they don't stick around with them for very long for whatever reason. Do you think, here's, here's a posit. Do you think newer players, cause you know, I have to imagine that at Nashcon, even in this event, there were some newer players cause they just wanted to try a bigger tournament. Um, I feel like people when they're early in the game, reach for guardians before they reach for something like Sam Avengers. Am I wrong in that? I feel like that might be true. I think that's really just an individual basis kind of thing. Okay. I don't know if there's like a large sample size we could pull from on that. Well, uh, I, I think sh- the reason that people do get away from Guardians and move on to other things is because while the Sam list is well known, the Guardian list is fairly inflexible despite how it appears on the outside. Because you're like, oh, well, you bring like five or six guys in every game. Sure, you can take whatever you want. Well, you can't 
because your list starts with like Star Lord, Rocket, Groot, you know, and then you add in like Nebula or Gamora, depending on the situation, or a big guy. And it's like, so by the time you actually look down at the list, like it's already built. Like the, every Guardians list builds itself almost. Like the the models you get to actually choose are basically which four pointer am I bringing or am I bringing Angela? It's basically the two questions you get to ask. And so the, the lists are just very samey every time you play, which I think is what drives people away. It's not because they're not consistent and good, it's just that they get old, because you're always playing the same models. Uh, I'll argue that a lot of affiliations actually feel that way. I think it's rare they to find can. affiliation that doesn't feel that way, but sure. But I think in a lot of other affiliations, you can choose to make that one difference, like that one change, and it doesn't like completely mess up your list. I will I will contend that in Avengers you can absolutely do that because their roster is enormous and choosing yeah, so wide. Yeah, and choosing Black Panther versus Spider Woman is a similar choice and doesn't wreck your list. Yeah, I agree. And mm. and, and for the and, and Guardians time, doesn't have that. Guardians doesn't really have yeah. that. For the longest time, Guardians were t- take your eight points of affiliated models and then take as many points of unaffiliated as you could. Uh-huh. And so a lot of people played that for a while because it was fun. But then, you know, that got not good all of a sudden. Okay, last last question from the event statistics. One beautiful individual uh, ran criminals with claw. <sighs> Jeremy, did they win or lose? Oh, they won. I wish you were right, but you're not. Oh, Son of a bitch. All four leaders represented. They didn't pick up four hammers and blow up the world. (laughs) Maybe they did, but it didn't result in the game victory. So whoever ran Claw, hats off to you. Uh, And with that, I just want to give one final shout out to every single one of my opponents. Uh, You guys were awesome. Uh, Ian, Bob, Jakara, uh, Ben, uh, what the hug again soon. Uh, All the Top Cut guys. Um, Fabulous. Anyway, that was NashCon. Yep. Cool Z's. Thank you for representing us. Yeah, thanks for going. Thanks for wearing your shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You remembered. Everyone will give you one (laughs) dollar. I was just thinking of uh, where he was driving around in the race car with that giant emblem on the front of it. And he's like, yeah, this is really. (laughs) This is is very dangerous, but I do love Fig Newtons. All right, uh, so we're going to have to get out of here uh, if we're going to make time in the post-ramble. So um, Do it. thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this has been Brandon. And Parker. And Jeremy. Hashtag looking for cooks. <laughs> and Aaron. And you've just listened to Tales from the Con. So what are we going to call this thing? Uh, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down Infamous. And we did it. We are back. I have four cheese curds left to go. Is that why you have gastrointestinal distress? No. You should probably stop if if it <laughs> is. The one thing I did notice, um, and I haven't really noticed it before, is um, when Parker claps, it sounds incredibly stupid. <laughs>
<laughs> sounds about right. I mean, it sounds different than you'd think it would sound. Mm-hmm. It sounds it's like, very separate. Yeah. It's it like a clap, like but when way somebody dumb. like accidentally backs up into a pole, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> I was listening to last week and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I wasn't here last week. That. I was here. Or it was the week before <laughs> when oh. you were talking about uh, your clapping and how it sounds weird. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, it has to sound different, right? And everybody's like, no one listens to it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's important. <laughs> You're like, wait, that time wasn't as good as it could be. Can we can we roll back and do it one more time? Mm-hmm. I can do it better, I promise. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> do you remember what happened last time I came back from Florida? Bonus points if you remember. Um, did all your cooks get trapped in Mexico? No, no, no. That was a different. That was time. a different thing. That was, that different was a different thing. thing. Okay. So the last time I came back from Disney World, and immediately oh, something yeah. happened. Was it a global pandemic? No. Uh, one of my cooks quit, so I was immediately down a cook, uh, which I had been down a cook. Then I hired someone back. They worked basically until I got back from vacation and then immediately quit, making my life miserable. Um, the that cool thing about standard. history yeah. is it repeats itself. So I've returned. They couldn't wait 12 hours for me to get to work tomorrow morning oh before God. letting me know that my cook today decided to show up drunk with alcohol on the line. And basically, like they're sitting there cooking while drunk, and they have like a bottle of Jack on the counter. No, like a cup, oh. a cup that was then investigated. Yeah, we're civilized. And, yeah, and asked to go Most home. Most people and then, drink out of red solo cups while they're yeah. on the cooking line. <laughs> so basically, I get to go back tomorrow, and they're going to come in, and I get to say, "Hey, you need to go home. Um, we're going to talk with HR and get a paycheck and and terminate them." So then yeah. I get to go and get fucked again. Like, again. Yeah. It's like the commercial we were talking about. Again. That kind of <laughs> again. thing. Man. Uh, Aaron, do you remember uh, what I was trying to make Jeremy's punishment on the last cast? You were, you were talking this? about the TBD punishment, yes. Did you get a hold of yeah. Jorge at his job? I did. <laughs> okay. Well done. I'm just saying, don't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. I'll get people that work under you to quit so your job becomes hell. <laughs> um, there's no way to control anything they do. Just so you know. Quit, not quit. Show up. Overtime. Uh, no, I like, find you give one person a free hand out of whiskey and all of a sudden, you know, it spirals. Chaos. Anyway, uh, are you saying that you won't be there to game tomorrow? Oh, I'm, I have to do dinner now, so it'll be later than I had imagined, but I will be there. Nice. I, I went from going in doing a few things, no big deal, and then coming to game at like 3 o'clock or something easy to like now getting out of there at like 6.30 p.m. covered in fucking grease and sweat. Like, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, seriously? Dear listeners, if you're looking for a career choice, (laughs) do not choose the food industry unless you're already buried in it and you have no other options. Jesus Christ. Is it just because it's just... Just no one wants to stick to it. It, it. Like no one's interested in making it a career. So it's. Well, I think part of the problem is also specifically where he works is like 
it's not the most money you can make being a cook, and it's also not the easiest job you can have being a cook. So he's like in this weird middle ground where it's nice and consistent amounts of work, but it's not easy and it's not luxurious. So I think people leave. Yeah, they don't make $50 an hour at my place and then everywhere else they make 20. And Mm -hmm. also it's a trade. So everyone is looking for someone. So like they can leave my place and go get a job anywhere else (laughs) and make the same money or better. So it's a rotating door. And because it is a trade, like you get all dregs, like everyone. So, Mm -hmm. and basically it's like, if you are of a higher caliber, you're not a cook for 30 years. You're in my position. You're climbing up out of it and then running shit and making real money and making a career. But then you're in my position, which means that you're handling this stuff, which Mm -hmm. isn't, it isn't great. So, yeah. The the next step of the ladder is uh, uh, IT, I guess. Like like I told my boss, (laughs) fuck it. I'm just, I'm going back in school for another two years and just going to fucking learn Microsoft or some shit and just get a Mm -hmm. certificate. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to learn to personal computer and then I will be able to do I will whatever. learn to computer mm-hmm. listen I learned how to black stuff out I know you were proud of me dude, I could tell dude, dude I can't tell you how shocked I was that you figured <laughs> out how to do a spoiler on discord I had honestly like when I saw it I'm like okay well this is a joke right he just screenshotted this <laughs> like, and then just posted a picture and then I looked at it, I'm like, no, this is actually, he learned how to do it. And, like, initially I had, like, all right, so who'd he pay to do this for him? And I was like, well, yeah. maybe he YouTubed it, and, like, there's a chance that he figured it out after much trial and error through, like, aid. But I'm through still aid. going with somebody showed him how to do it, or did it for him. Uh, yeah, I, I ran across that uh, at some point in my life. Yeah. So it's a YouTube oh, well, I know you used to do the forum stuff, so maybe you just remember how forums worked, and it just happens to work the same way on Discord. Yeah, basically. He didn't know how to send a personal message for over a year of using Discord. Like, maybe. I would send him direct messages, and you go, oh, that's just a one-way thing, clearly, and just left it at that. It's like, that's not, I mean, that's clearly not anything I can do. He's probably some kind of admin. <laughs> like, that's why he's allowed to send direct messages. <laughs> He clearly lives on the nets. Uh, yeah, he's doing this th- via the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has some sort of uh, plug-in thing. I don't understand yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I, I use uh, uh, multiple widget add-ons to allow me to send direct <laughs> messages. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, Parker, there's something you want to talk about? I don't really understand what's going on. Oh, so... I, I don't know. I, we can keep this a pre-ramble, I guess. It's just fine. I... I don't really want to talk to you about it because you know the story and you're just going to have to hold on. But I, I would you're talking about. I would like to tell Jeremy because Jeremy really didn't get to hear any of this. And I think I feel like Jeremy it. had the exact same opportunity to listen that you did. So, Jeremy, this is this is the tale. This is a tale of woe mm-hmm. and want and a gracious man in his humble heart trying to the best to, of times. It was the worst of times. Trying trying to do his very best to to prop up my success and Bless, bless his big soul. He uh-huh. he ended up he ended up stepping on my spirit, and I wanted to, I wanted you to know how. So, uh, last week I'm uh, over at game night, you know, uh, uh-huh. at, at yeah, the yeah. Degree. I, I get there super late, and Richard, big you know, big 
big heart that he has. He go ahead and says, you know, it's 1030. But let's play a really quick game. Let's get done before midnight. And so we're really cooking. Brandon's being nice. He says, Parker, I want to tell you something when you get a second. I go, okay. So while we're trying to get this game done pretty quick, Brandon says, so we met a bet on the last cast with uh, uh, some of your demerits. I go, oh, what's the bet? And he tries to describe it to me. And I'm, I'm I want to point out that he did not say that's not okay. <laughs> and he just I, said, I oh, what was the bet? I said, what was the bet? I, I wasn't, I wasn't immediately against it. I, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so, <clears throat> and so he tried to describe it to me while I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to listen to him and I'm trying to, you know, pay attention to what Richard's doing and trying to go fast. And, um, you know, he tries to describe to me that, you know, Aaron did not think he was going to perform very well at NashCon. And mm-hmm. Brandon uh, disagreed. So they made a bet about that. And I got kind of confused about the stakes and like what was going to happen. And so I, I, you know, Brandon could tell that I was a little confused. And so he tried to break it down and he just said, you want Aaron to do well at Nashcon. And so I go, okay. I was like, how well? He's like, well, the bet's about him going four and one. And I go, okay. And so I, that's what I caught. That's what I understood. And I was really excited where, mm-hmm. you know, flash forward two days later. I'm getting, you know, updates from Aaron on the Discord. He's telling me about how great he's doing. And I'm excited because yeah. Aaron, Aaron's doing great. And I always want Aaron yeah. to do great. And I you know what? I'm, I'm going to, to bed with a, with a big old smile on my face because mm-hmm. Aaron is going 4-1 and one in this tournament. You know, finally, you know, things are turning up Millhouse. I finally have, maybe I'm winning some. He has an things. avatar that's helping him work right. off this debt. Oh. And I am I'm so Feels proud good. of Aaron. And you know what? I'm a little proud that he took a risk and made this bet. So I'm listening to the podcast the next day while I'm mowing the lawn and I get to the part of the podcast where they make specifically the bet. <laughs> and when he says it during the podcast, I hear it again. Like the first time I heard it, Aaron, if Aaron goes four and one, you know, I win, you know, merits back. If he, if he goes three and two, I gain demerits. And so I'm listening to the listen to the podcast, listen to the podcast, listen to the podcast, and all of a sudden I get to the very end of that segment where, very briefly, Brandon just kind of summarizes it. He goes, "So you're playing Web Warriors. Parker loses if you go three and two. Yada yada yada." And I didn't hear anything after that. I immediately stopped the podcast hard. I haven't listened to the rest of it. I stopped right then. <laughs> I went straight to Discord. Turn off like, the mower. Just stop mowing in the middle I of the was, yard. I was mowing. Away. I would just quit. I just turned it off. This is the middle of the night, too, because it's like it's so freaking hot. So I'm mowing like in the dark. And I turn off the mower in the dark. I immediately turn on my Discord, and I just start flaming hard. Just instant rant in Discord like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no one bets against Aaron going f- anything better than X and O. Sorry, X and one at a tournament. No one bets against X and one with Aaron, even, even much less if he's bringing web warriors. I guess I might imagine a world where Aaron goes more worse than X and one if he's playing Cyclops, as he is oft to do. <laughs> To just like purposely try to, to derail his own I success. Would, uh, mm-hmm. I but, would like to point out the fact that some people do, and those people are primarily me. Right. And so I am, I was, I, I would never in a million years bet against Aaron playing Web Warriors. But never in a million years. And so well, as soon as I fair, discovered. If you were here, we could have known that. As soon as I discovered. Absent. So they bet as for you. As, I, as they Yeah, we had right. to bet for you. So as soon as I discovered it, I realized two things. One, the bet stands. I'm losing. I'm gaining demerits today. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> Glad you realized that. That's the first yep. thing that happened. Uh, two, I am rescinding my earlier promise to make good on my shaved head bet. Shaved head is out. I am shaved head shaved again. No, I, I don't think we can accept. That. And I am I am out with shaved head again. It's it's again. I was so in. I was in. 
and now I'm out again. I have to go straight out. My energy of activation went just straight up to the top. I'm up to here with it. So I'm so so shaved head is back out. But you know what? I I think I'm gonna have to gain demerits because Aaron bet against himself playing Web Warriors, which you know what. I, I, I think I put it best in the Discord. I said, I, I, my hair follicles could not suffer your beautiful, humble heart, Aaron. <laughs> your unwillingness to, your willingness to always aim low, which I think is a beautiful <laughs> thing that you do, because you're always very satisfied. But man, so are you? Are you upset that you misunderstood me at the store? Because it sounds like it was actually kind of a small blessing, because it made you not dread all of Saturday. <laughs> That's interesting. Had also, I understood it didn't you at the door. let you root against your friend Aaron. It, yeah. it let you be honest to your heart and root for your buddy, as opposed to wishing him ill. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it worked out for the best, you know, for everyone. Oh, I had a fantastic weekend until Sunday night. I had exactly. a fantastic weekend. I was well, it also so satisfied. Did you? I mean, <laughs> the fact is, they they made bets, and you really didn't know that there was, you know two tournaments that you had to rely on and he it like if it was a one round tournament i think that you have you would have gone x and one because that's where you were headed mm-hmm. uh, but being it was a finals table you ended up losing two games so that was a an oddity in itself right like you were you were headed to an x1 day um so yeah that that's yeah, kind of unfair i i would definitely so if i were y- you parker i i would fight this Honestly, oh, really? I think that you have, yeah, I think you have grounds. Well, I'll tell oh. you what, we are willing to accept, the uh, the Parker Punishment Committee is willing to accept an, an appeal. Um, you can file that via directly me, uh, and we will... Are you we'll the HR department? we ruling in... on that, yeah. Oh, okay. So, this so never goes well, you say, I'm going to so tell you right now, this better so be clear. So, you are welcome to have a committee advocate for you uh, in the form of John. John can make his case. Uh, uh, see, this is an interesting idea. So you're Jeremy, you're saying that because he neither went three and two nor four and one, the bet must be annulled, is what you're saying. Is what I'm hearing well, you it say. It was actually two tournaments. No, no. The the guess was in the sweaty event, was he gonna go three and two or four and one? And he went four and one. Did and then he the though? second tournament, which is the top Didn't he go five and two? He went, he went two and one. No. He went six and two over two different events. Okay, six and two. Sorry, six and two. Yeah. Six and two? I mean, that is, that's not three and two, nor is it four and one. Interesting. I don't I know. Think... These, uh, I, listen, whatever I understand they tell for you, you non-computer people, this is very confusing. Just listen, <laughs> just lay down and cover your neck. That's all <laughs> you can do right now, Parker. Just lay down and cover your neck and let them do the damage, and then you will eventually be able to get back up. <laughs> I, like I said, I do I, not I already... fight. I already decided. I already decided. I'm not going to. I'm getting the. I'm getting the merits, but I am not shaving my head off. That's 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 the line of the sand I'm drawing. But yeah, I I will be upset, but I have demerits. But I I have demerits. So so Parker, if you listen to it, you'll know that I tried to change it after it was made. What did you? Oh try really? To change? I, I didn't. I, I I'm not kidding when I said I immediately <laughs> turned it off and just like I can't listen to more of this. I actually tried afterwards. I'm like it's gonna make me too nervous. Like, so. So I honestly thought I would go three and two. Like I did not think I was going to go four and one better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from a realistic perspective, I was trying to get you some Damaris knocked off. But mm-hmm. then after I thought about it for like ten seconds, I was like, "Huh." But that means the better I do, the worse Parker does. I was like, "Ah, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I want to like cheer for that, right?" 
Right. Uh, so I was like, no, we're we're gonna make the uh, you know the stars align as opposed to like crossing in the night. Uh, and so I said, actually, let's change that. And Brandon was like, nope, nope, I'm okay with that bet. We're good. So if you look, it's written written in, in entirely erasable ink (laughs) on the webpage. It definitely can never be altered. Thank you. Uh, by the way, Aaron, I hold you completely harmless in this. You were taken advantage of (laughs) by a lout. How dare you? Now you... You understand how we all feel about you every episode. <laughs> that, I, that I'm being taken advantage of and you just get to watch it. It's such a shame. Yes. Okay. All four of us see the rake. We watch you approach it. You look down at the rake. And then you just stomp it. Yes. Yeah, Double-footed hop directly onto it while holding your hands behind your back. <laughs> just whap. <laughs> I see, said the blind man, and he picked up the saw. <laughs> I get it. I have a um, a small video I sent to Alex a while back that is uh, a guy who, and he's trying to, he's trying to cut this board that's on a ceiling. A ceiling has like wooden panels on it. He's trying to cut the end of this one board because it's a little too long and it won't fit in. So he gets out his chainsaw. And his chainsaw's running. He's holding it up to the board. And he's going to just go up and then pull it back towards himself to cut the board. And then he's going to, you know, push it in the rest of the way. Uh, I don't know if anybody else knows how a chainsaw works, but there's this chain that wraps around the blade and is moving, powered by the engine. And so as soon as the teeth hit the board, it kicks the saw back into his face while he's standing on a ladder. And it's quite good. It's one of my favorite videos. (laughs) Some of that stuff is crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Aaron, I was rooting for you so hard. Mm-hmm. You I was sending were. so many positive vibes. I felt them. Good. You felt them in your brain's heart. Yeah. All right. So for the format today, I am under the impression we have absolutely no news as per usual for the last uh, 10 years. Um, we have our usual format of winging it. <laughs> uh, I actually did have one thing I would really, I wanted to, a little bit of uh, list dojo. I've been staring at this list I've been playing recently, and I feel like I've learned a lot. But I would like to know what uh, there is a there's two paths I feel like going forward. One of them is like really kind of slashing it in half and and trying not exactly from scratch, but because they half scratch. And another one is just tuning it a little bit because basically I found chafe, and I want to I wanted to know what you guys think I should do with it to keep playing it because I've decided I, I really enjoy it. Okay. Uh, we definitely do some currently playing dojo. I think I could do the uh, the Nash kind of recap, but more in a you guys asking me questions about stuff as opposed to me being very dry about just you know a list by that list was, of games played. That was kind of my idea. Yeah. Alrighty. So we're gonna do some Nash kind recap Q and A. We're gonna do some list dojo stuff. Um, did you talk to Gil while you were there? No. Okay. I mean briefly, but we didn't discuss WTC WTC stuff. Okay. I guess I could check the web chart right now, see if they have anything out. That would be some fun news. Um, Air or Jeremy, you said the movie category was Final um, fight? Fi- Final Fights. Where, like, there's a, 
There's a fight at, between two people at the end of a movie, and it's like the climax of the whole Has plot. to be, yeah. There has to be, like, there's so, there's tons of movies that have fights in them, but this one also has to have, like, the classic, like, a finish fight. So, like, if for just a pure example, the movie Commando, it's just a general action movie, but the end of the movie, that's like Schwarzenegger versus that dude, and they fight with knives at the end of it. Bennett was his name, and yes. If the movie has fights in it, Throughout the entire movie, that that's mm-hmm. more of an action movie, right? That's not a fight. It movie. is. It is an action movie, mm-hmm. but at the end of it, they fight with knives. No, then that would no. that would just be an action movie. Okay, so you just Wait, mean what? fighting movies that have. Wait, what? Really? There, there's a really big build up to that fight the whole movie, and then there's a big fight at the end. And yeah, fight. but that's every action movie. I thought that's why I was clarifying yeah. is because it seemed very big. Well, not every action movie has like a duel at the end. That is, a it's duel not about between... the end. I'm saying. It built like the fights happen throughout the movies. I could give you an example of a shitty one that no one's going to pick, but you've probably seen it. Lionheart. Have you watched that stupid ass thing with, uh, or anything with, uh, like all the Van Damme movies? I was uh, going to say Van Damme, but those yeah, are like, action. There's tons of them, but yeah, but those are well, action but just because it's an action of... movie doesn't mean it's a fighting movie. Correct. There's fighting movies. They happened a lot in the eighties and nineties. There's a okay. Lot so, so specifically, uh, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not trying to pick here, sir. I'm just trying to do, do details here. Um, so let me give you another similar example to Commando uh, Under Siege. Exactly the same content. A lot of like generic action at the end. There is a knife fight between the the antagonist. Under and the protagonist. Siege would count because it's an. It has karate. It's got a lot of actual long fighting, ass fighting, dumbass things. I see. So and Commando he's a karate guy. It's I fucking see. stupid. Okay, but like I see. John Wick wouldn't count, even though there's a decent amount of like hand-to-hand fighting and martial arts in it. There isn't really a fight at the end. Um, and it's not really uh, enough fighting. I mean, if that's what you want to pick, whatever. It's not what I would consider cla- like whatever. It doesn't matter that much. If you feel like it's the best fighting movie ever for that, then go for it. Well, it clearly is. So I'm yeah. going to go with that. But I mean, I've got uh, I've got a whole list of them that are pretty good examples of that. Like, uh, I'll give like Rocky. Rocky mm. would be a fighting. So movie. you're thinking they fight many you're times, thinking, and at the end, uh, there's a giant fight. So what well, I guess what I'm saying it sounds more like, and I'm using this term extremely broadly because a lot of people would think when they hear this term, they think of only a specific culture's version of it. But you're thinking like a martial art. So not like in martial arts. I know when I say martial arts movies, people immediately think of karate, kung fu. But I'm boxing could count, uh, kickboxing could count. You know, Taibo could count. Any of these like athletic. Usually, usually, fighting. usually they're along the lines of like fight a guy, do okay, fight a guy, lose, lose, fight a guy, win, fight the main guy, lose, fight the main guy, win. That's usually the style of okay. these movies. Got it. And I, I mean, they I... were like I say, they were big. I mean, Mortal it's really Kombat's just one. fighting movies, you know. Right? I mean, every yeah. fighting movie has a big fight climax. Yeah, sure. And I mean, an action movie blends a lot of it too. But I guess you. you feel like that action, like uh, Steven Seagal movies, are generally fighting movies, right? People go yeah. to see him do his fancy shit, even though he's kind of a a tool. <clears throat> but some of those are okay. Mm-hmm. But those are generally action movies. But if you want to call him a fighting movie, fine. That's fine too. Okay. Yeah. Like Jason Statham movies also. Yeah, like, if you love oh, those, yeah. that's great. Those are fighting movies too. Because, I mean, that's all they do. They fight through the whole goddamn things. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the joke? Steven Seagal snaps everybody's neck. Like that's... Yeah. yeah. Or like Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris movies are all fighting movies. Right, I get yeah. you. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I'm with you. Or even what are the '80s like? All the um, what are those called? Uh, death. What are those called? Um, it was Chuck Norris and that one other guy who was doing movies all the time. Good lord, the '80s were full of these movies. I I, I get American you. Ninja. I, okay. I think I very much gotcha. I think I'm good. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't. Uh, and I think this is fairly I make broad sure I too. Off. Like I, I think I think they can fall in there. You know, it's not that mm-hmm. big of a deal. If it's a movie you love, shit, man, it doesn't matter that much. It's not that big of a okay. deal. I'm with you. When I, when I heard you say not Commando, I mean, I wanted to make sure I didn't. Yeah, because Schwarzenegger's that. not really a fighter guy. No, he's, he's just not. a muscle throw people through window guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, those usually aren't fighting movies. They're just. Stab he was, people in the neck. He was never a martial artist or a choreographer, right? That's not really what his no. name was. Yeah. Like if you if you call like commando that, then it would be like Jason Voorhees is also fighting movies. Uh-huh. You know, like <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, I, I hear you. And I, I would yeah. I'm fine with that distinction. I'm just glad I, I know the distinction. And I don't know that those are legit distinctions, but they are in my head. I know what I was using like the final words, like the final part is the part that was well, I, like the one that kept popping up in my head and I kept thinking about is like the rigid, like um, Michael Keaton's Batman, uh-huh. because they had, you know, the Joker and Batman fought on the rooftop and it was a really long fight and it was pretty epic and they just beat each other up and, you know, finally Batman wins and all yeah. of that. And I'm like, that was a pretty good little fighting movie. Like they fought, but I'm like, that wasn't the point. Like it was a superhero movie and it had like so much more like storyline. Like that's not what it was about. Uh-huh. I caught like a 35 pound, they're called like a, a, a bull red or a, um, a redfish from the beach. Oh yeah. That goddamn thing was as big as my kid almost. It was crazy. I carried it in like a baby, threw it in the cooler and it wouldn't even fit in the cooler. Nice. It's humongous. This is in Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, we ate a bunch of those when we were down there. I never caught one or tried, but yeah. Yeah. They're really good. Redfish. Yeah. Those are they're good. really, really good. Red Snapper, I think is what is the Red Snapper are different. Oh, they're a little different. Fish. Yeah, Red Snapper are smaller. Hello, Jeremy. I'm back. I'm back too. Did you also have to poop? No. Oh, me neither. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> neither did I. Sold it! <laughs> Nobody expects. <clears throat> okay, fight movies. Should they be good ones, or just any? Your favorites. <laughs> the ones that you like, for the love of God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's, uh, oh boy. I don't know if I should tell you now, I don't watch fight movies. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody did during the 80s and 90s. You had to have. You would have accidentally have seen one. I've seen some of them, but like most of them are unnameable Steven Seagal or Jean-Claude Van Damme movies that I have never watched again. So I don't that you are now passionate about, about them. Yeah, extremely, the extremely passionate. Yeah. The Betamax tape will no longer work. Sounds about right. Ooh, forgot. I've seen that one. There's so many of them are just the same fucking movie over and over again. Oh, see, like mine are, I feel like they couldn't be more different. No, but like that's the problem. Is like the long ones I've seen are not good ones because yeah. I don't like go see the good ones. Mm. Uh, 
Um, I, right. I, well, there'll be a nice list for you then. You can you can watch a couple good ones because there's some good there's yeah. some actually good ones out there. Yeah, I could tell you that my dad has always been so yeah, big right. in these kind of movies. I've seen so many of them. Oh boy, I am gonna get roasted. <laughs> <laughs> these picks this is gonna be so bad oh my god join the crowd right. you're gonna be like oh uh jungle book uh <laughs> okay maybe not that bad <laughs> uh toy story 2 uh, <laughs> like what i have one sleeper pick that i don't actually like but i'm gonna say because this movie i've seen <laughs> oh uh, that i i don't think you guys are gonna say and so I'm going to be a standout. Okay. It's an Oscar winner. You'll love it. Mm, yeah, 100%. All my picks are I Oscar know winners. Nigel's going to vote for mine just based off this one movie. Oh, does it have Does it have uh, 80s titties in it? Because he loves those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> it's got to have it's got to have some gratuitous Topless scenes. Heavy, heavy, gratuitous. Yeah. All right. You guys good to go? For show. <clears throat> mm-hmm. For show. <clears throat> All right. We're going to have to burn through these movies real quick. It's the only yeah. reason people listen to us anymore. They don't even. I, I mean, think they just fast I mean, forward. You, you are actually right. I think that's the only reason. It's yeah. fucking fast uh, forward. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm Maybe just... I'll start putting in timestamps for movies. <laughs> we need to hide these nuggets right in the middle now. Like yeah, fucking... we'll, we'll scatter them around. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, I am, I am. I was fading so hard today, I feel like half the things I said on the actual podcast were semi-cogent. Ugh. We, All right. we feel that way, too. All right, so you ready? All right, who wants to go first? Fight movies. Fight movies. Fight I'll movies. Go, uh, I'll go first. I don't think I've gone first yet. Um. I'm going to start with my favorite fight movie ever. I watched this movie over and over and over and over and over again. I'm going to go with Ip Man. Uh, that's Donnie. IP, IP Man. Man. Uh, IP Man. Uh, intellectual property. <laughs> he Man. looks so bad. He's like, <laughs> uh, Ip Man is one of my favorite. Um, I've never seen it. Oh. Uh, I've also never seen it. I want you to know. You I've don't, seen clips. You don't have to enjoy Kung Fu or you know Chinese cinema to enjoy it. It's just a super good movie. It's actually, uh, it's got a really nice, like, cogent plot and story. Um, you mm-hmm. care very much about his, like, life and experience. Even though he okay. was the man who trained Bruce Lee originally, or, or contributed to Bruce Lee's um, understanding of Kung Fu, they never really talk about that. It's not really about that stage of his life. It, there is It Mon 2 and It Mon 3, and by the time you get to 3, I think you get to meet, the, uh, you know, who plays Bruce Lee for the movie, and they talk a little bit about that relationship. But um, you actually get to follow him during uh, one of the several uh, invasions of China by Japan. And the big fight scene at the end is between a uh, officer in the Japanese military who is a karate master versus Ip Man. One of the things I love about the, the, the fighting is that apparently his, I think it's Wing Chun is the kind of uh, Kung Fu that he mastered was originally developed uh, by and for women for female defense and he just kind of mastered this. And so part of the kind of feeling about everybody in the martial arts community is that, you know, this is just for women. It's kind of something to learn to, you know, it's like gouging eyes and, you know, fending off attacks. It's not really a, a martial art that you should take seriously. And of course, he shows them otherwise uh, brutal, really fun to watch fighting style. And Donnie Yen just 
kicks so much ass. Ipmon is super strong. Okay, next. I remember we're trying to get through these. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go. Okay. I, I will choose, uh, assuming it counts, Gladiator. Gladiator? Why would why would Gladiator count? Because it is a uh, series of multiple fights. You know what? I'm going to give it to you. Okay. I, I think you. I think yeah, you sneak because by. you give everything to everyone with absolutely no pushback at all. <laughs> no, we talked earlier. God, I would love to call. No, but there is a series of like, fights. Yeah, you You're can absolutely have it. Just right. take it off. There is a series of fights. It's in the arena. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Enough said. It's a good movie. Move on. And it has Russell Crowe without a shirt on. I know why you like this. You're not Brandon, wrong. go. No, it's your turn. Go. I'm not. I'm not following fucking Gladiator for fight movies. <laughs> All right, man. So, because we just literally name whatever. So. No, we can't. I guess we can. <laughs> oh my god! Just cause. Listen, motherfucker. You changed. Don't say. Don't think I didn't see where you changed my fucking limbo league bullshit over in the corner. I see that on. <laughs> oh, that oh I'm, I'm glad you saw it because it was meant to be seen. <laughs> All right, I've got the king of them. Um, Ninja Scrolls, motherfucker. Fallen victim for the throat needle. That whole movie is all about fight, 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 and I love it, and I will stop dead. Wa- I will watch that movie anytime. Love it. Okay, I'm, I'm actually just going to stop recording if we were counting Ninja Scrolls a fight movie. Are you kidding me? Every single thing is a fight. Okay. He fights the dude that's blind. He fights the giant dude who apparently rapes dead girls. He fights... Everything is a fight! He fights the guy I feel like in, you in the guys just don't want to actually use categories and just name movies that you like, which we can do. That's just not the premise. <laughs> do you not understand what I'm talking about? Okay, so you said earlier fight movies. that action movies don't count. That yes. It has to be about fighting. Yes. Okay. All right. Are you confused? Do you want to start over? Or... You get to do two now. That's how the snake draft works. Have you done a snake draft before? Yeah, I'm waiting for you to name one. Have you not named one? I would skip you if you didn't name one now. You're supposed to name a movie. I did. Okay, well, I have to completely re-examine which movies are available here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Die Hard, because he fights a lot of people in Die Hard. <laughs> Uh, next movie is going to be, I don't know, Shawshank Redemption, because there's a lot of conflict in that. What the fuck are we doing? Oh my god. The Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> there's actually, a lot of physical confrontations in Shawshank. I'm actually going to go with Babe. The, there are many dog <laughs> versus pig fights in Babe. Something that happens. <laughs> you can consider the, uh, the words... As as many fights in Charlotte's Web, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys have like a mental illness. Some, yeah, I agree. Pig. You do. I don't. <clears throat> so, I I will actually I will actually say that I think Gladiator is a fight movie. I will vote for that. I have not seen Ninja Scrolls, so I don't know enough about it to know if it's a fight movie. I will. Oh, it is a fight. A, it's Ninja Scroll is a pornographic movie for fourteen year olds. <laughs> I'm not, not kidding. That is literally the category it is in. Uh, it has it everything. Everyone knew why the 14-year-olds were renting Ninja Scroll at Blockbuster. <laughs> Everyone fucking knew. Dude, there's uh, only Oh, what comes one. out of her vagina? A snake? Holy shit. 
There was only like there was only the one movie of those. opens to a rape scene. <laughs> like it's like what he are we only, talking about? Listen, he only there's only one girls. of those. There's only one of those. Parker, legitimately, you need to see Ninja Scroll, and if you say it's anything other than a porno, I will, I will slap the fuck <laughs> it out of you. It is not. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, Brandon, your disagreement is noted and overruled. Continue. I actually don't want to do this anymore. Like, I, you guys are ruining this entire segment. <laughs> now I'm really interested to find out. I, I think you should just go with what you think is the true fight movie. No, right, because the problem is because people won't read the title of the poll, and right. they'll just pick the one that has their three favorite movies on it. And so I should actually just pick my three really good movies well, instead oh of just voting. Well, why don't the you? I mean, I'll, I'll actually tell you this. Uh, why don't we have like the title on the poll? We do, but people don't read it. They just read the entries oh, and click it. Okay. They do, and then later I go, like, yeah, but it was sci-fi category. And they go, oh, it was sci-fi? Mm. How did this movie get on there? It's like, I don't know, because people don't know what the categories mean. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, if there's... I, I'm actually just annoyed because I don't actually watch fight movies. So, like, I don't know. Like, I know the titles of a lot of them, but I haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know what I could pick that would actually be a traditionally good, like, fighting movie well if you don't like if you don't haven't seen any and you don't have any good selections for it then that's a whole different thing aside from just hating on everybody else's movies uh well i'm going to pick aliens because again lots of fighting and aliens i think there's a lot of shooting i don't know about there is the the aliens fight the people that are shooting them okay all right so my actual pick is going to be over the top the arm wrestling thing yep because they have arm fights. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> and my second one is going to be Warrior. Fuck, that was on my list. Oh, have you, have you seen why. Warrior? I don't know why it would be on your list, because it's a fight movie, so you shouldn't pick it. The fuck are you talking about? Are you serious? <laughs> I'm done. Those are my two. It's not Jeremy's turn, right? Uh, Yeah, it's Jeremy. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle. I guess I'm going to be told that's not a fight movie. No, that is. Are, are you sure? Is it allowed? I mean, I'm pretty confident, but you okay, guys can cool. disagree with me if you want. Well, obviously, we could disagree with all of these if we want. Um, yeah, Kung Fu Hustle. Awesome. Funny movie. Uh, back Kung Fu Hustle. Super funny movie. One of the only movies I've ever like laughed out loud without knowing the language. Just super funny. Uh, yeah, I think Aaron. No. Uh, yeah, Aaron, you're next. Then Parker. Okay. Uh, choice number two is Million Dollar Baby. Uh, my favorite version of Million Dollar Baby is actually uh, the what was it Thousand Dollar Baby? The hundred. Oh my god, hundred dollar baby, <laughs> which is the always sunny version of that story. But it is a good movie. It's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm gonna go with uh, just I love the fight scenes in this movie, Kill Bill Volume One. Oh, uh, that was on my list too. I know, I know people. You know, it's 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 often cited, well cited movie, but man, oh man, the, the only movie that has so much fighting in it that they had to make it black and white for a little while and just like silhouette because censors said that you couldn't make it r if they kept doing more blood and i love that they're like okay well you know what fuck you guys we'll make it black and white for a little bit just silhouetted and that and that's what they did 
Isn't that funny? They used to do that thing, and then I'm sure now they just give up on it. They're like, just forget it. I don't know. There was a lot of blood <laughs> in there. <laughs> just forget it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I know they changed the rules for the censors at, over time. Like, it used to be to be R-rated. It was, like, very hard to not be R-rated if you had any kind of actual violence. But nowadays, it seems a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Parker, you're up again. All right. So, my last one. I'm going to go with, I, I'll be shocked if you guys know this movie. I don't think I've ever mentioned this movie to anybody else. I've seen this movie hundreds of times. I'm going to go with a movie called Robot Jocks. God damn, you have mentioned that movie a lot. I ha- I've i never mentioned the movie Robot Jocks in you, to you ever in my entire life. Isn't that the one with, Hugh, that's Hugh Jackman, right? Or is that a different movie? No, no that's, that's Real that's Steel. Real Steel. Oh. It's a, <laughs> no. Robot Jocks, I believe, is from 83. Uh, oh 80, my god. 1989. Oh, uh, I was alive. Uh, and it is... Super- Robot Jocks is the closest thing to the Battletech movie that has ever existed. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 No, it's it's actually amazing. Yeah. It's, huh. cool. it's, it's kind of like in the vein of Starship Troopers where it's intentionally campy. Yep. But it's not nearly as crazy over the top as Starship Troopers is. Yeah. Um, two men. It's very cool. Two machines. Too wild. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> that's what the movie so the, poster. the premise is in um, near post-apocalyptic future like the world government is being divided up into like little territories and the the different governing powers are fighting robots to determine who will take over said areas and so like they're going like, the big battle on the schedule is like they're fighting for alaska because mm-hmm. alaska has like oil in it they're like all right we gotta win alaska oh, and so they're like lining up their best mech pilots to go fight the chinese mech pilot for who gets to control alaska and it's shit like that and like there's like all the resources are depleted and like, you know, it's mega city one. And like, it's just crazy. It is. It, the fight scenes are super campy done in like stop motion animation with giant, like robots. that look like they're made of cardboard boxes painted black with a spray paint can. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's like, you know, slightly better than Godzilla level animation. Right. And it is just so much fun to watch. The I have crazy... heard of it, but yeah, I've never, I didn't know what I was hearing. I would really love to know how it aged because I don't think I've seen it since I was it's, nine. Yeah. It's like but, the uh, 1980s version of Pacific Rim. Yeah, it was the original. It's the thing that introduced me to to, to like Mecha and giant robots. Mm-hmm. And I think I rented this thing from my local grocery store. Not shitting you, like 20 times. It was just on loop in my VCR yeah. as a kid. Um, I love this movie. Robot Jocks is my last one. Ship it. Okay, uh, for mine, you guys already mentioned it, but I'm going to call it out anyway because it was number three on my list, and that's Real Steel. Uh, mainly because I would have Hugh Jackman's baby if you wanted me to. I think there's a few people on that list already. Sure. Real, but Real Steel is a little tall for me. I, I think I would be. That would just be uncomfortable. Uh, Real the Steel. Ma- is the on making my of the baby or the having of the baby. All of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Real Steel has that quality of just like super old school campy boxer movie, right? They didn't yeah. like they didn't try to shake up the formula at all, except robots instead of people. But it's the exact yes. same mm-hmm. formula. It is and a heartfelt drama with these, you know, robots uh, as the 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 plot driver, right? Right. But it's really about the the interactions between I don't even know the characters' names, but you yeah. know, Hugh Jackman and the kid. <laughs> 
And then it um, is amazing how making the combatants robots and not people allows it to be a family movie as opposed to being like a movie just for adults because there's no instantly no violence and also you get like the heartwarming connection of the kid learning the lesson of how like you can't just count things as worthless because they're like designed to be shitty like but as someone who grew up playing rock'em sock'em robots uh so there's a little bit of nostalgia right there um but i just i never got into like the super like kung fu fighting movies um so you notice all, all of my selections are more more drama based uh with, with fight being the thing that drives the the movie forward so anyway enough about me jeremy got your third pick the story of mr fred dukes blood sport Mm-hmm. Dude, I fucking love that movie. I watch that movie all the time. Is his name Fred Dukes? I believe it is, man. For some reason it popped into my head. And Fred it was like, Dukes is the Blob's name from Marvel. Is it really? I think the it's same the same name? thing. It like popped into my head. Uh, the only thing I remember about Bloodsport is the gloves, right? Where they dipped in the glue, right? Oh yeah, Bloodsport glass and. And then I remember Hot Shots Part Two. Yeah, gummies, gummies. The, yeah, I yeah. see. I haven't seen a lot of these movies, but I've seen all the spoof movies right. that inspired. They inspired. We dips in M and M's, like Skittles and yeah. sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dukes. That's him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's a weird so, coincidence. It, it totally has like all of the characters from every video game. Mm-hmm. It's got yeah. like the no, big exactly. trucker guy. The little guy that flops around dance fights. Dude, it's so good. Yeah, so that's my three. I would love to know if if that movie was done before that movie, because I feel like that, if it was the very first one, it makes sense. Like, What do you mean? The Where it has that kind of, the pantheon of different fighter types, and it's every, oh. like, it's every Namco Bandai game ever made. So right? I it's think like, Street Fighter, I think the first Street Fighter, the really old one that's real shitty, I think that Van was Dam. first. Uh-huh. And then... Not the movie, but the game, the real mm-hmm. shitty one. And then I think the movie got made, and then the second Street Fighter came after. I know I think Bloodsport was in the middle there, because mm-hmm. I mean that one game was real yeah, old and shitty. Bloodsport's basically just basically an action movie set to the tone of a fighting game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I had no idea what my third one was going to be because I only had two. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Transporter. It's definitely any movie with that guy in it is a fighting movie. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of something better, but God, every time I think of a movie, I'm like, that's just an action movie. Right. I know. It, yeah. They turn into that really quickly. Yeah. <clears throat> and Transporter is definitely more of the fighty one because um, he just kickboxes everybody instead of like shooting them. I kept thinking like movies like, like I'm missing Death one, Wish. Though. God, there's... There's one that's killing me that I know I've seen and I just am forgetting. A Jason Statham movie? Nuts. No, just in general, like a fighting mm-hmm. movie. Um, but they're also corny, right? Because why don't they just shoot them? Like, have you? Have we all done three? Like, yeah, that's the last one. I was actually really surprised. This one was. This one almost made mine, but I haven't seen it for so long, and it, I, I remember it didn't make a huge impression. But I know it's all around uh, back out, back alley fighting. Is Snatch. I really surprised nobody said snatch. Oh yeah, yeah. Or Fight Club. I thought about that one a little bit. Fight Club. Maybe, Fight Club's a little bit of Fight Club. There's only like, like well, one. You said it needed to have a, a final fight. I don't yeah, know if Fight Club has really. that. S- snatch uh, is one of those movies that 
is it's all about fighting and yet not about Dude, fighting. Dude, that's true. Snatch is a good one. God damn it. Yeah. I like that one. I, I Would you like to replace Ninja Scroll? Would it make you feel better? No. Okay. I'd still judge you the same amount. Dax. What? Dax. You got Dax? What? Get Dax. Dax? I got to get a caravan from my ma. Sausages. <laughs> yeah, there's equalizer. like an infinite number. Equalizer. Yeah, I, that came movie. up on like Google searches, but I don't know. I haven't seen it. Dude, um, have you guys seen Kubo Two Strings? Kubo and Two Strings. I, I, I have the not two seen strings? it. Yet. Yeah, Kubo and Two Strings. Yeah, dude, it's so fucking good. I was thinking about that for a fighting movie because it's like got the classic like uh, Japanese style like guy wandering finding like basically villains and having to deal with them and fight them but it's done in stop motion but instead of like normal stop motion it's done like where they print out every piece and then put it on and like it's done with like a million stop motions it's fucking insane and it's beautiful and it's such a good movie but it's worth it's it's worth checking out if you ever run into it it's very very good another movie that almost made mine that i that it's you you would never think fight movie until you actually do like a plot breakdown, like a scene breakdown of this. And there's tons of fights. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That's true. I'd say a... that that is just a fighting movie. I would yeah. say like like it's an arcade fighter. Mm-hmm. I and I love but... I love the tone of that movie. I love the tone of that movie. I had Southpaw, Karate Kid, Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to choose one of the boxing movies because I, I like that's not really a movies that get to me. Um, yeah, although I, I've, I love. I, I thought about picking Rocky Four. He only really fights the one time, so like, I know there's a huge buildup. It's really the whole movie is just a fucking montage. Until he I almost went, once. I, I almost went with um, for a category of movie, it has to have a montage. Like, <laughs> even, <laughs> but yeah, then I was like, Rocky what movies a have montage. a montage? Like, I think I think I've also figured out what makes me so upset about this is I I just need to we need to pick categories that are not subjective. I think that will fix it. <laughs> I don't think it needs fixed. It's fun. I, I think it needs fixed. I hate it. It yeah. drives me insane. It's I, can tell you, I think you have a trigger. <laughs> well, I do. Like, no. The, the thing that gets me upset is when people pick movies that, in my opinion, which is admittedly my opinion, is not within the category. <laughs> I understand. Because it feels like you're just ignoring the point, And it drives me insane. <laughs> it's like, okay, you get to pick the category. Go. And you're like... Yeah. Uh, I like the color red. You're like fuck red. Blue is correct. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wait, hold no, on. No, it's not that. Because like, it's not the opinion of the movies involved. But like, w- like I had a problem when you said Big Hero Six for sci-fi. I'm like, it's not a sci-fi movie. Like, it's just not. Like, that's not what it is. And while you, it depends on how you define the category. And it's like, and pretty much anyone you ask goes, no, it's not. But like to you, it is. And so I that's think, why it's weird. I think. And when I did me, like 2010 comedies. It's like, well, that's more of an objective, like, like we know what these are. I, I think so. the important part, at least to me, for this whole thing, is movies that are enjoyed by you mm-hmm. and land somewhere around this category. And then people can go, oh, I saw those cool, or I haven't seen them, I'll check them out. I think landing them dead spot on to these categories is so not important. And for some reason, it's mm-hmm. very important for you. Right. Well, also, like, it, well, because it affects the way we pick the movies. Because if, like, when we talked earlier, you're like fighting movies. Immediately, I went, okay, he means like blood sport and like over the top, or not over the top, but like, uh, 
all the Van Damme movies. And, it, and you kind of leaned into that when we talked about it. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I know what types of movies I need to draw from. And so I'm out there looking through all these movies I've seen. I'm picking mine. And then, like, we're like, and I pick 300. I'm like, that's not, like, <laughs> it's like, well, if we were like, that's the category. I would have picked different movies is, is what I'm basically. I, I get it. And had, yeah, I mean, had you had, And also, you know, like. What what happens when we just go okay? Well, every week I choose Die Hard and Aliens because I can make an argument that they fit into almost every category. Yeah, but then like, you're not well, even tr- right. You're not, then you're not trying to achieve anything. I would rather exactly. spotlight a cool movie than sure. spotlight trying to break a rule. Mm-hmm. I mean, so whatever. Well, also, as we get through the generic categories, we'll start getting to other stuff. And uh, we had a suggestion from a listener that we do um, like a triad selection where, and of course, Aaron's not here. Um, where we will go, basically, it's like, all right, well, here's three actors, and you have to pick your favorite movie from those three actors oh, okay. in in, in cool. order. So it's like, let's say, just random. We like John Travolta, Tom Hanks, and Russell Crowe. Um, Russell Crowe. So you have to show up with your favorite movie of the three of them, but we draft them, and so you can pick them in any order, and then it's those three movies yeah. standing on their own. And also then the way it's not really a category, but it's like you're choosing movies from these groups. Mm-hmm. And so we're all choosing from the same groups. And because like you can choose even like Tim Curry, you can choose yeah. a myriad of different movies that show how how you like the actor in different ways. I also think cutting it down to like between, you know, 85 and 90, you know, just those yeah. years. There's Breaking so many things more. that exist yeah. in there that you forget. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. it's not current and you don't remember it, mm. but when you look up those years, you're like, "Oh my god, all of that stuff yeah. existed!" Like, there's a lot of stuff in there that we just are haven't gone to. But yeah. I, I think this is a fun exercise, and I, I don't think it's one to take too seriously mm. because I mean, Ninja Scrolls is amazing. I like Ninja Scroll. <laughs> I think it is a fun movie. It's the but best. It's- I would never would have put it in a fight movie category. Well, it's Ninja and Scrolls, and if I were to look for it in Blockbuster, I'd Scrolls say I'm looking fighting. for fight movies. Scrolls speak with their fists. I'm I'm looking for a movie about a big guy who rapes dead girls, and they'd be like, yeah, exactly. Ninja Scrolls is right over there." Yeah, and that's that's it. okay. I killed him because he raped me, and my vagina was filled with poison. And you're like, <laughs> "Hold on." And then the and then Back the up. opening credits roll. <laughs> You're like, hold on a second, and they show all of it. Uh, Speaking oh. of vaginas, yeah, I can't wait till I win this week because next week is best pornos, and you can't pick Ninja Scrolls twice, Jeremy. Yeah, oh, does shit, it have to be a movie out. or can it be a three minute clip? Yeah, subjective. Mm-hmm. I'll just send you links. I'll send you my favorite links. <laughs> I would put on shots. I would put on a lot of blockers is what I would do. <laughs> Just put on as many <laughs> malware slash spyware blockers as you can and just Jeremy, we'll dive I would in. love to think that you would attempt to do this as a joke and it actually would just prick your computer. <laughs> oh no, what would happen is I would accidentally upload a massive amount of malware into your <laughs> malware, huh? He's gonna upload the malware. Uh, viruses the dark web, my whole computer, all just uploaded into the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there wouldn't be any room for it because Parker's stuff's already there. <laughs> so I'm sure what everyone imagines is my computer and my phone is the uh, episode of uh, uh, where Master Shake is clicking on all of the uh, pop-ups. And he's like, oh, yes, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. And it's just the windows just keep opening, open, open, open. And all of a sudden, the dude pops out and he's like a wizard. You have yeah. achieved... <laughs> 
I am the wizard no of the ever internet. gotten here before. <laughs> yeah. All right. We should probably get out of here. Yes, we should. Goodbye, everyone. So long. Bye.